Yes, hello. I am James Rowland, and today it's the WNR four nine one. It's NXT update. I'm not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by our resident NXT expert and New Japan deity. It is, of course, Monty. How's it going, man? Doing good, doing good. Happy to be back. It's been a while since I've been able to flex my NXT muscles, so I may be a little, little rusty. But we have a ton of NXT action to talk about, so. I'm just excited to be back in the saddle when it comes to, uh, not to say my original gig. I've been asked to do a lot, and I'm not saying that disgruntledly, if that's even a word, put put a suffix on that one. But, but yeah, uh, excited to be back and ready to talk about NXT. It's been great lately. Yeah, it's weird, though. It's been nearly two months since we've had an update. You know, a lot of people are asking why. It's due to the amount of wrestling elsewhere. It's been non-stop. I mean, people complain. I think we only did maybe two shows in August. But I think we've done five in September. So wow. we have kind of made up for it, you know. Like I said, we've all in, all out, shake it all about, payback, you know, everything else. Uh, we have got... Thanks a lot, Tony. Yeah, well, we got... <laughs> yeah, and he wants to go monthly as well. But, hey... We've got uh, seven episodes to catch up on, and of course, No Mercy next week. And, and weirdly enough, Monty, because yeah. you know we do NXT update, I kind of get the script sorted out usually midweek, and kind of watch NXT, and that's it done, you know. But um, mm-hmm. we did it again. I'm not going to lie, but as soon as yeah. I finished that, uh, the news broke, and it's it's crazy. And I'm not saying it is your fault, but the last kind of uh-huh. 48 hours. Within WWE was first off they terminated the partnership with Panini Trading Cards. They announced the chamber <laughs> was going to take place in Australia in February. Australia. I mean, how big? A, that's a big news story in itself. Come on, like you know, Australia. That, that's awesome. Yeah. And then they announced SmackDown was leaving Fox, uh, and you, <laughs> you know you you worried about oh what where are they going to go. And SmackDown is going to the USA network, so it looks like mm-hmm. Raw NXT will be moving off. But don't panic, because they are going to get reportedly... Their last right built was one, 1 billion. This time round, looks like it's going to be $1.4 billion that they're going to get in SmackDown going for that. Which, again, you know, that's huge. So just think how much money, how hot right Monty are WWE. Do you know what I mean? Like, every show breaking records... The month mm-hmm. is of 500 minutes. It's good times, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, did, you, did you see what Vince said at the merger meeting? <laughs> and they said employees in WWE rolled their eyes because Vince and the merger or the big announcement or whatever the press thing they did talked about how, you know, he felt like they needed to merge with uh, UFC because things were getting stagnant. And people were like, come on, bro. You guys are announcing <laughs> records breaking every bleeping live event so someone's lying either you're not breaking records you're not making them that money even though it's obvious that, that they are doing great and the product has been great or vince you just wanted to get back into your company that you were i was still out of but anyway we'll, be, we'll that's besides the point uh yeah man like you said they're, they're they're killing it man and it's been the and you what i like to see about it sometimes you hear about these things uh, it's funny. I think this is my first time ever really kind of seeing because companies announce things all the time. Like, for example, when Impact had their struggles many years ago financially or you would hear about contracts and all that and, uh, you know, wrestlers complaining about not being paid. 
that kind of coincided in with Impact's value. I mean, the way they went, the way their show looked, the way their shows were booked, like everything kind of just got worse from there. And I think you kind of see the opposite here with the record setting funds and all of that uh, the WWE are making. You can see that the product across the board, whether it's NXT, whether it's uh, the main roster right now, in my opinion, I think the product is only getting better. You know, of course, anyone, you can find faults in any type of thing, but it's just, you can see it that, you know, that they're only improving. And so it's kind of crazy when you think about it. And uh, like you said, the, the TV deals, bringing in that type of money. I mean, that, that proves it all in the, right there. The fact that NBC or USA is willing to spend that type of money to uh, get a hold of the SmackDown property, you know? So uh, yeah, uh, it, it just, it just shows you just how, like you said, just how hot not only uh, the business is, but WWE, because we talk about all the things that AEW has been doing great in these last few uh, shows that we've been able to do. So, you know, they're doing great. So it's cool to see WWE also at the same time, even with the competition being at its highest around the world or even with impact, like everyone is kind of putting out their best foot forward when you look at the product on television and all that. So it's kind of cool to see WWE still prospering despite it all, you know, whether you look at everyone as competition or not, everyone is making money right now in the wrestling business. So it's cool. Well, you, you say that, but like here's the right. kicker. You know, <laughs> but... there's the kicker because this week was W's merger with UFC TKO Group Holdings, where Vince McMahon, in full Bond villain regalia, was uh, <laughs> <laughs> ready. I don't know who's get, but my God! And if the rumors are true that he wants to live to 120. Then we are in for a lot of due, Monty. His cold, dead hand, you know. Yes. Um, it's gonna pry him away. This is the oh, thing. So if he's he's back in charge, this is Jaxie's worst nightmare as well, as we know. Uh, and again, mm. we knew there was going to be talent cuts. Well, we were sure if there was going to be talent cuts. There was definitely cuts behind the scenes. I think a hundred employees. Yeah. And, and then we heard the news uh, that. Dolph Ziggler, Elias, Shelton Benjamin, Rick Boogs, Emma, Riddick Moss, Top Dollar, Elias, or Numph, Dana Brooke, Shanky, Marseille, Mansoor, and Mustafa Ali had been released. Mm-hmm. Now, this was pretty shocking. I mean, I don't know what you, your thoughts on this, but seeing as we do NXT, yeah. to take someone who actually was on the card and release them just didn't make any sense whatsoever. And, of course, a couple others... Uh, hit close to home as well. Yeah, man. Like you said, uh, just look at the list of names there. You know, some of them you can make the case that, you know, maybe you saw it, the writing was on the wall because of the lack of television time and all of that. But, you know, you could just pick out a few. Like, even if, even with that being said, I just like, man, what, what was the point of bringing him back? Like, I know you guys were going to – maybe they already knew they were going to get rid of Riddick, so they was like, well, we got to get rid of – her they're too, because they're engaged. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, they're together, so let's just fire them together. Like I think that's messed up. Right. But like again, what was the point of bringing her back? Never gave her a fair shot at do, at getting anything started. So it was just man. It's like okay, and it made me wonder. Uh, the Ali thing when I first seen it, and and you know, now we've heard, now I've seen different rumors. Like you, you sent me something earlier about them being freaked out about his whole, you know, political ad uh, that vignette that we will talk about in this review. I'm assuming. Uh, you know, at least mentioned in his review later. So he, they maybe they were freaked out by that, but 
again, it just doesn't really make sense to me. And like I said, it really made me wonder, like, like was these Vince McMahon cuts? Like, or were these just, like, legitimately sent from him? Because then it would make a little bit more sense because it sounded like whoever was doing this, at least when it comes to Ali and maybe even uh, uh, another name on this list that I know uh, was doing something on television. It's just like, well, are you even watching the active product? But really the Ali one, man, it really, really sucked. Because like you said, we literally just had it confirmed pretty much in the last few episodes that Ali was... Matter of fact, for a while, hasn't that really... Wasn't that like the first match that really was set in stone? Or did it get set in stone literally around the same time that Dragunov or a little bit... I don't even... I think Dragunov literally just set his up after we had already knew Ali would be fighting, uh, you know, Mysterio for the title. So, and uh, so that was really shocking. I, I didn't really like the way that was done because it's just we've seen people have be exit. We've seen people. We've seen WWE in the past continue to do business with people and then let them go at least until they can finish their storyline or at least until they can wrap up what they have and what they had to do. So I just did not understand why they had to get rid of Ali how they did. Like, if you think if you think he's making too much money, if you're doing it because he asked for his release a while back, even though, I mean, he's been working hard since then. Uh, I've also read that they didn't think they were going to bring him back to, to, to the main roster at all. So they just didn't, they thought he was making too much money, even even for someone down in NXT. And I'm just like, well, if you think that, you can't be watching what he's doing on NXT because it's not like he's not doing anything with NXT. He's literally fighting for, you know, one of the, I mean, pretty much their second biggest singles title. So it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's insane. It's insane when you think about that. And then to hear legends like Shelton Benjamin having to, having to be gone when I think, Honestly, whether you thought they were going to remake the Hurt Business or do anything, like, I've been saying it for a while. Definitely with Cedric Alexander, as you can see, because they did not fire him. Uh, it was just like Shelton and Cedric, even with Shelton, though, I felt like they had so much more to give, and especially Shelton. And, like, Shelton had, like, I'm not saying he was going to get a, a last title run or finally get that world title shot, but honestly, we love Shelton so much as wrestling fans that if you booked him a certain way and built him up to fight, not maybe not a Roman Reigns, but even like a Seth Rollins in just a one-off match one night. I promise you, we love Shelton that much that it would even be believable because people for been saying for years that Shelton could should have been or at least there's no way that he can only have one t- world title match ever. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that was like that was not a one-on-one when I don't think it, it, when he had it. So again, it, it's insane. It's insane uh, when you think about that. Dolph Ziggler, I honestly. That's one of the ones where I'm kind of mixed because, like, I can see the writing on the wall because they haven't been using him at all. And they, even though he's always been a- available to plug in, he can make anything work. It, you know, you can kind of see that maybe he's done all he can do, especially in this in- incarnation of himself. I just, I, I you can see that, but at the same time, he's a he's a lifer, man. He's been there as longer than some wrestling fans' lifespan. You know what I'm saying? This <laughs> way. And uh, he's done it. He's done it all. He's one of those guys that even at his age now, he, you know, kind of like what I was saying, kind of like what I was thinking about Shelter, but even at his age now, Dolph Ziggler can do anything you ask of him. And, you know, may, you know, for example, like they let the men do whatever he want. And like we can't go with win-loss record if you're trying to act like you can't do anything with him because if that's the case, the men shouldn't be on television. Because the Miz loses all the time, and he's been able to make things work time and time again. I think Ziggler is in the same boat, so it really sucks to see guys like him go. When you go to Madcap, again, maybe he had – I thought he had potential, you know, especially 
you know, uh, before the name changed, but pretty much, I think he even mentioned in his tweet, I love the way he took the firing, by the way, told, told some really good jokes <laughs> for someone who I never thought was as funny as they tried to make him out to be in his uh, gimmick. He was really funny in his release, but I, I, I thought he had potential, so it's kind of shocking when you think about them letting him go. Elias, another one, writing on the wall, even though it sucks because I think for a while there, he was one of the most over-talented that they had, and he did it in a different way than other people, so it kind of sucks that, you know, a mixture between booking and injuries and whatever whatever you want to blame is kind of what derailed him, you know. And so even the one, some of the ones you saw coming really are shocking, and it's always unfortunate when these things happen, you know. That's the – that's the thing. Aaliyah, uh, you know, I, she she won the tag title, so that's cool. It's nice she was able to get an accomplishment before they let her go, but that's another one where I'm like, did you ever really even see anything in her at all then? You know, she spent forever in NXT, and then she gets called up. She does she does a, at least a serviceable job for the time. It seemed like some people were getting behind her, or, you know, or maybe it's because they thought she was attractive. You can mix in all types of reasons, but Honestly, I didn't, you know, again, she's another one where you can be like, well, did they ever really give her a shot? But she's gone. And again, well, <laughs> it's really, really crazy when you think about this. I can go down the list because it's no, just. No, no. <laughs> but, saying, but I just want to add to kind of what you're saying as well in a weird way. Because yeah. when you talk about with uh, a liar or nymph, as I call her, uh, because she was on Breaking Ground on the WWE Network, a series of shows back in like 2016. So that's how long she was in development. And she's only been on the main roster for about, what, a year, year and a half? And it just shows you how right, deadly the main roster can be. You know, he can survive NXT. It's like Roderick Strong, you know? How long did he survive in NXT? And and then it, finally they have to kind of get you out. But if you do Never called him roster, up, right? Yeah. yeah, but if you do go to the main roster sometimes, it doesn't work. Obviously, I think with Riddick Moss, uh, well, like you said, with the Emma thing's stupid, but She's already talking about going back to Impact. So, you know, Tanil Dashwood will be fine. Riddick Moss, uh, I think Rick Boogs, Elias, maybe even Dol Sigler. If they can, you know, turn, not turn it around, but change a character and become, you know, we talk about a Bobby Lashley or Drew McIntyre who were released, who then could go and went away, changed it up and then kind of come back. You know, with Ziggler as well, let's not forget, uh, Hollywood Hunks in AEW would be a pretty good team. Uh, yeah, his brother, you know, obviously mm-hmm. we know that. With Benjamin, I think people got confused because you know how like WWE like to kind of change history. Benjamin wasn't there for like mm-hmm. 25 years or 20 years, as people think. Yeah. You know, t- he, he was released, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> like, I right. think he was released in like 2000, mm-hmm. you know, seven or two, when, when was it? Uh, yeah, no, like nine, released, I think released in 2010, something like that. 2017. Yeah, so again, but like you said, it, Benjamin is another one who is a great athlete, and it'd be good to see. But it, it is a shock, and Dolph Ziggler as well. When you talk about you know history, the third longest, uh, third lo- most matches in WWE history. We, when All you right. talk about that, 1,554 TV matches, third most. It is crazy. And again, that cashing is at top five. Yeah. You know, top five pops of all time. And again, I lived that moment. And I and I say this even now. If Ziggler hadn't got a concussion or injuries when he got that title oh, and yeah. he dropped it back to Del Rio, he would be 
a multi-time world champ. Vince lost trust in him at that point, and mm-hmm. again, Ziggler never fully recovered. Ziggler's a Which is the same. Because it feels like, like you said, going down to NXT last year and working with Braun, he has done conceivably mm-hmm. everything. If he's not going to be world champion, there is nothing else to do, you know, in, in a weird way. But there's no doubt for me, he's like a Hall of Famer, which is weird to say as well. Right? It's crazy when you think about it. Maybe if you just hear the name, but I think even even John Cena, like a lot of people came out and had a lot to say about his particular release because again, like you said, it's, not, it's really hard to not describe him as a legend. His work rate was top-notch. And you mentioned the cash-in. Again, that's probably the the best cash-in without Seth Rollins that I can think of. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that Like that one was that. It was just that special. And everyone wanted it, even though, you know, I think at the time he was probably a bad guy. So it's just that's another thing that just shows you how – how talented and how good he was because they were trying to make Alberto a face and they real they quickly switched that back <laughs> because of how good just basically a part of Lee because of how good Dolph was. But uh, anyway, uh, like you mentioned, it, it's just unbelievable when you think about. It. He's one of those guys that I just I'm not saying I never thought I would see him anywhere else, but it, it's still it's gonna be hard to really look at. I know he's probably just gonna turn. Into you know Nick or Nick to Ryan's you know to you know just like you said to be the uh, the Hollywood hunks, but it just it still is shocking. It's still one of those things. Everyone is talking about. For example, I don't know if when it's gonna happen or if it's gonna happen, but if Edge was to show up under a new name in AEW, it's still gonna be one of those things where I'm like, man, I just thought it'd be one of those. Things. I don't know if I ever thought I would see him somewhere else. And I think Ziggler had one of those careers because you mentioned the cash in. But honestly, I thought after Survivor Series when Sting showed up, that was another opportunity they had to give Ziggler the ball and let him run with it. And they just kind of, again, like you said, maybe Vince just never looked at him as that guy again after that unfortunately timed injury. We've seen that happen to a couple of other people. Like we we talk about Finn Balor. Finn may not ever get back to the top of the mountain just because of one poorly timed injury. So it, it sucks. But yeah, man, uh, I I agree. Some of the people you can you, you can reasonably make, it makes sense. I do think it's disrespectful though. Like Ali, the way they did Ali was bad. I also think it's kind of messed up because he's only top dollar, not You can't book. We're gonna wait a couple of months. You can't book Hit Row on the Independence <laughs> because no one's gonna want to see Top Dollar. You know, yeah, Top with Swerve. Yeah, it might be good, but we ain't gonna give it the other two just yet. You know, and again, like right. there was weird things with Marseille and Mansoor. Uh, Mansoor, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, even and he's talking about uh, because of the contract he couldn't lose on television, so that's why <laughs> he wasn't featured. Like it's it's crazy to think that you know. It's crazy when you think about that. Like you said, it it, it kind of you know what the thing is about that. I know it sounds crazy when you think about how they were presented in book, but they had I loved them together. At least some yeah. of the stuff I've seen them do, like they made hot garbage as a gimmick work. You know, you're like, yes, Maxine has come out of that too. But think about it. Everyone kind of walked out of that and they just kind of got through in there. I mean, think about uh, Retribution when it comes to Mace. Like, if he, <laughs> he was, you know, like his name was Mace for a long time. Just, you know, and then the Mace, like they gave him garbage the entire time. Like, who knows what they could have done. But that, like you said, and, and I think if they're allowed to be as creative as they seem to really be, him and Mansoor was was pretty good, but that 
That is amazing, though, when you think about that. Who would have thought that it makes sense, though, because it goes in line, especially with that early Saudi Arabian booking that they did. But it's just still very crazy when you think about it, that he couldn't get booked because they were like, well, he, if we book him, he has to win. If we put him against Roman, he's got to pin him. So <laughs> he has to it. beat him. Uh, obviously, <laughs> N- crazy. NXT as well was affected. Of course, we talked about Dana Brooke. Yeah. Uh, Bryce and Montana. Quincy Elliott, who maybe appeared for a couple of weeks. Uh, until he disappeared. Yeah. Uh, Shanky, Dabo Kato, so they're clearing out that big man warehouse as well. Bon- uh, Ulisa <laughs> Leon, who was, of course, part of a team, just recovered from injury as well. Daniel MacArthur. Crazy. Uh, and Ikeman Jiro as well. Man. And so he just never got a chance. And Tazara. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about Tazara, another guy. I'm not going to make a joke about it because it is people's livelihoods and stuff. But, you know, saves... Uh, another round of cuts, you know, like you said. Right, yeah. No. Uh, I, I, it's funny. You say that. I was like, I, I saw Dom Cato there, and I was like, Apollo made, Apollo Cruz is made again, even though they don't use him. <laughs> Worth nothing. So, no, I'm not trying to play around, joke about anyone's livelihood, because I agree with you, but it's just one of those things. You're like, oh, okay, well, I'm glad they at least see some value. And the same thing I mean with said, like, they've had said doing next to nothing, Cedric Alexander, and I still – be like, you know, maybe, maybe, just maybe. I'm holding out hope that they understand that he is very, very talented and maybe they'll do something with him. Who knows? Uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, man, it's kind of crazy. Like I said, with Dana, this is the most interesting thing they ever really done with her, what they were trying to do in NXT. And maybe maybe because the people down in Florida still, like, just seem to want her to go away at times, even if they, they they're obviously was trying to tell a story with Dana. And, uh, but... You know, uh, maybe that was what it was or just, I don't know. Maybe they just, you know, because, you know, a lot of times in NXT, especially some of the ones that we never see debut, a lot of times in NXT when you hear about them getting cut, it's just like, oh, okay, maybe they weren't picking it up or maybe certain things, you know, they're making too much money based on their progression at this point. So maybe that's what it was. But, it, it you know, it still sucks, man, when you think about it because, uh, like I said, I thought it, it, her latest involvement, and she was obviously going to end up turning on Jordan Okay, Lonnie Jordan eventually, but it's like we couldn't even get that to pay off. Uh, it was just very ill time. We talked about the Ali thing, and then Ikeman Jiro, I thought he had potential. I know he was in like a box of comedy, but it's like, like you said, they never really gave him anything storyline-wise uh, other than a couple of matches for him to lose to, you know, to actually give him anything to do. Dabakato, it made me wonder. I was like, well, did uh, did anyone, did anybody higher up see Dabakato just get Threw around by the big strong boy, and they was big like, "Oh, strong boy. yep, strong yeah, boy. we can't yeah. save him from this." <laughs> nah, as as, but it's yeah. like, no, I mean, you two was in trouble, though. As as that's true. Like, yeah, it was a sign that yeah, it might not work out, Dr. Kato. You just returning, and then you kind of just let you get handled by you know uh, one of the shortest guys on the roster. You know, even though we know Bait is special, it's just yeah, it's not really a good sign for a big guy in his shoes. So. Yeah, man, they tried a lot of things with him, so it's one of those things where it's like, you know, like you said, maybe you go out, get more season, and maybe you come back eventually as a, as a better big man down the line, or you do whatever you have to do uh, going forward. I think the same thing for Dana. I don't know uh, what what would be next to her. You know, the impact women, impact women's roster. Like you said, Tanil seemed like she'll probably do that with Dana. End up bro. back. <laughs> impact maybe Dana can go to impact no, or something. No, you know what I mean? No, no. who knows? No, I'm just saying. I know you don't want it because no. you have you have a problem with Dana. But Dana, like I said, 
You have something against Diana. Don't, 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 don't. Say no. I just don't want her you to taking Deanna Prazzo's place or Trinity or Jordan Grace or you know, Knockouts Division is very good at impact. She won't. Yeah, she, she won't. She won't. Yeah, Trust me, she won't. won't. She won't take any of their places. You're you're a hundred percent wrong there. But I'm just saying that she has plenty of places to go. Just like a lot of these talent who are, uh, if they want to continue on with their career, they, well, they have plenty of. Places to apply exactly. their trade, and and if Heath can still have a job at Impact, like you said, anybody can get a job. You know? Yeah, so, like yeah. come on, don't don't sit around and act like they got the the, <laughs> no, no, the, no, the no, greatest no. roster or <laughs> the greatest track record because you know exactly when someone is released, Impact is calling. Don't don't try to don't don't okay. play. But again, don't, they, don't, they should. And and this is what you said, Monty. <laughs> Going back full circle to your original point about being a good time in wrestling. Like I said, when WWE does well. The rest of the rest of the world seems to do well, and there's a lot of places at this moment where people can get work. Uh, and then the biggest release, I would say, of the week uh, was Matt Riddle. Now, a bit of backstory to this: there was a weird story uh, from TMZ. Uh, well, he went on social media and said he got molested by a police officer. Uh, but yeah, there was the Port Authority officers got a call for a disorderly person. Um, and Riddle was let go without any trouble. Uh, but he has, well, was suspended last year, failing drug tests, uh, has had trouble before. But it looks like the end. And again, I was surprised because I thought out of, you know, the talent that they had, maybe Matt Riddle deserved maybe another chance. But is it, has it, is the merger with UFC got something to do with it as well? I don't think it helped. I don't think it helped, but I don't think it had as much to do with it because I don't think Dana or anyone uh, really got, have a lot to do with, or I hope they don't have a lot to do with the talent side of the business when it comes. They can, you know, whatever, you can reap the benefits, but I'm just hoping that the people who are, don't have anything to do, same thing with the whole thing. I thought I saw some MMA fans, you know, worried because Vince has has certain say or they claim Vince has some type of sway when it comes to certain things in UFC now. And I'm just like, I doubt they're going to let Vince have much, you know, um, you know, like he won't be booking fights. Like, come on, man. Are you like, are you serious? Do you really think they're crazy enough to let Vince do that? And I think vice versa. So I don't necessarily know how much that would have anything to do. Now, I will say this, that if Dana or anything caught wind of stuff that's been going on with Matt Riddle and just saw his name on the list, yes, they probably was like, oh, no, Matt Riddle, no, no. <laughs> I'm done with no. I don't want anything to do with the kid. So that may have had something to do with it, maybe in passing. But I doubt he was the one to be like, nope, I won't work with him because they know he's they know he's been in WWE. The thing is uh, with Matt Riddle is I think it hurts because same thing Ziggler, Shelton Benjamin, you know uh, Riddle. I it hurts me for most because I love wrestling. So from a work rate standpoint, you can say whatever you want about Riddle the person. I don't know anything about his outside of the ring antics uh, other than what is reported. So you can only go off that. But it sucks from a worker standpoint because Riddle is a guy that honestly, I feel like he'll be fine because of his style. I think he is a guy that I would love to see. Maybe if it's, whether it's New Japan or anywhere they want to do it, Riddle can fight. I want him to fight Tom Lawler somewhere in like a match. Like I think his his style on the indies or whatever, whatever you want to say, he'll be fine when it comes to wrestling. It's the what version of Riddle you're gonna get personally, and what is he like? You know, everyone has heard the rumors of everything. You saw the Seth Rollins clip with the family and all the other things that he's had going on. So of course you would expect 
everything that they claim going on in his life, of course, it's going to affect the person that shows up to work. And I think that's more so what ended up happening to Riddle in this situation. I think a lot, it was just one, it was one too many antics. Like we've been hearing things for the last, what, few years, if you're going off the internet about what Riddle has been up to outside of the ring. And it's just like, that's the reason why they got to a point to where they couldn't book him uh, any, they couldn't, they can't give him a title. They can't do anything because they don't, they didn't, they, they lost, like you said, kind of like with Ziggler, they lost trust with him from a health standpoint. They lost trust with Riddle from a professional standpoint. And it's just like, it's hard, you know, like you said, when you have already the reputation coming into the wrestling business or a history of not necessarily following rules and whatever, whatever. Of course, when it just seemed like every time we turn around, turn around, it's something with you, you know, because whether the, the whole the whole police officer situation, the thing that led up to that, well, from what I read was that he was belligerent, possibly drunk or whatever, that led up to any inter- interaction he even had with an officer. So, Again, I'm pretty sure they saw that too, and it's just like, well, here we go again, another story where where Riddle is the one, you know, not to mention the accusations in the past. So again, you know what I'm saying? He got so much a laundry list at this point of things. So, and I'm pretty sure after he came back this most recent time, if I was Triple H or if I was someone in management, I would have told Riddle, "Hey, man, we can't have no, we can't have much more of this. Like, no top, no tolerance." Especially when they put him in a program, obviously with McIntyre, that was yeah. going to go somewhere, and it just seems. Like I said, when you lost, I get, but he's someone who, again, I'm quite old, Monty. So Eddie Guerrero was a guy who mm-hmm. was having personal problems, was released right. from WWE in the early noughties, and mm-hmm. went off and is starting having bangers of matches. You know, with CM Punk and people on the mm-hmm. internet scene, re-signed with WWE, went on to become WWE champion. There's also other wrestlers. Who have gone, you know, been released and then showed up for shows in no condition to perform. <laughs> so right, it, is, right. it is down to Matt Riddle to decide now what 100%. Even, even taking six months away or wherever it is, you know, like I said, even with a Randy Orton return in the future, there's still time for every one of these wrestlers, you know. I've learnt that yep. over time. You know, even whoever gets released or fired, there's still chance for them. And even if it is in impact or you know, AEW still wherever it is. But like I said, Riddle's one also. Of those. I want to say everyone can't go to AEW. That's also no, I want to say this too. Yeah, I keep hearing it. They got a full roster as it is. So <laughs> yeah. I, if I'm Tony, pick your spots, man. Pick your spots. Ziggler makes a whole lot of sense. Everyone else, maybe you wait a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You get you see how things turn out, and maybe you you take your shot. But other than but, other again, than really Ziggler. This is this is a thing, though, Monty, as we've seen with, with right. companies in the past, where uh, even with Impact of uh, TNA before, where just because mm-hmm. they're WWE talent, you sign them up, and then the homegrown talent get frustrated, move away. So then mm-hmm. you've got all the, you know, AJ Styles and Bobby Roode and Eric, you, you name them, all ended up mm-hmm. going to Impact. Same with WWE back in the day. So if Tony's not careful, yep. and we've already started to see that, in some cases, with like a mm-hmm. Jay Cargill, or if it happens with Ricky Starks, you know, Ricky Starks for a top dollar is not a fair trade, but it's no. just <laughs> how you kind of deal. And Matt Riddle's a shame. Like I said, we've seen him in NXT. Uh, it's a guy that I've not mm-hmm. liked, you know, but again, in ring, you couldn't deny it. Uh, and I think what's crazy yeah. as well is how much, you know, it, more it changes and more it stays the same. Because I think next week, would be three years for you doing a show, us doing a show together. Mm-hmm. And you think not a lot changes in, in that time. 
But when you think the Extreme Rules last October, as we approach Fastlane this year, had Bray right. Wyatt's return and Matt Riddle in the main event, you know, mm-hmm. and due to circumstances obviously beyond other people's control, how much it can mm-hmm. change. So, God yeah. knows, you know, how many times we've done an update like this with talking about wrestlers leaving, coming back, uh, and all this kind of thing, you know? Right, and I think, like you said, the more, 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 it, it's kind of crazy. Like, as crazy as the wrestling business has gotten and as profitable has, has it has gotten, uh, it's, it's just amazing when you think about that. And uh, I, I just have to say, when it comes to Riddle, like you said, we've seen many people come and go, but like you mentioned, it's going to be based on Riddle. Riddle can come back. He can be, because think about it, like you mentioned, in that main event, and even his little program with Roman before he kind of, you know, he had the, he had the, they, they were booking him with Roman, with making it look like he had a reasonable shot at possibly being world champion at some point. So, you know, don't people, some people get it twisted and think it was just comedy or think it was just RK bro stuff, which is probably the peak of his run when you think about it. But honestly, he, has so much potential and can be can be one of those guys. The thing is, he has to go out. He has the, the thing you you left out when you told the Eddie Guerrero story is Eddie got help and he cleaned himself up, and then he was able to allow to come back and eventually be, become WWE champion. You know, yeah. and that's what it is. He's gonna have to be able to look himself in the mirror, decide how he wants to go forward from this moment, and. And what version of Matt, what is Matt Riddle's legacy going to be as a wrestler, whether it's in WWE or wherever he decides to go in the future? So, uh, but no, you're 100% right. It's crazy how every time it seemed like, okay, we'll, we'll be fine. Because I remember when they initially started to announce that the company was probably going to be seeing some downsizing or whatever, because that's what happens when mergers happen. You know, okay, you just, okay. But they also made, make sure talent probably won't be released. And then here we are. You know what I'm saying? So it's always a chance. It always sucks. But uh, I have, I have. you know what? I think, honestly, most of these people, if they decide to stay in the business, they will land on their feet, whether, you know, whether, whether that's in back in WWE someday or, you know, like we mentioned, in Tony's company, Impact, you have Japan as a more viable option than it ever was in different promotions too, not just New Japan. And, um, you know, you can just you can just do so much right now. A, a Ziggler Tanahashi match would be just, you know, just uh, not. A, oh, man. Not even. Like, Ziggler you know, Osprey or something. Or Ziggler and Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Not, but not even a big one. Just do the, the tour of wrestlers. Do you know what I mean? Like I said, in Japan. Yeah. Just just hit that target. You, you know, I mean, you look want. at what Mercedes has done, you know? Mm. Like, did you ever think Sasha Banks would be the worldwide sought after? talent that she is now when you think back a few years ago like i'm just saying the door is the door is open now and i think if you decide that you want to go out there and tackle the world as a professional wrestler and you don't have to do it on the wwe banner you can do this to be very lucrative hell zach Ryder is on my twitter all the time promoting yeah, some show he's yeah. doing and he is back cardona is nowhere near the type of talent that that what zach Ryder talent what you would look when you're thinking about what zach Ryder was they Macadona's done an awesome job rebranding and turning into an independent master at this point, making a lot of money. So yeah, uh, I have, I have, again, it, the potential is there for a lot of these talent. And I think at this point, that's what it's turned into. Uh, it, the, I think without the backdrop of a world ending type of pandemic, these releases 
have gotten a little bit uh, easier to swallow than way more easier than they were at that time. Uh, but I always say as someone who has been looking for a job in the past, you know, been unemployed, been out there, it's always a sucky feeling when this, when you hear about this, because at the end of the day, this is someone's livelihood. This is someone's job, their dream. If you're an NXT talent, you never got a chance to debut. You know, what does that do to your confidence as, a, as, as someone who's been working in the performance center and you just like you thought you had a chance and then now it's like, all right, I have to really work at it or I need to do something else with my life. Yeah, but even that, you know, even being in WWE is still a big, you know, there's still mm-hmm. WWE superstar Deuce and Domino, you know, at local independence right. or, you know, like Maven yeah, that's now, that's Maven true. at this moment in time doing this stuff. You know, so you can either just carry on with the, the gimmick that you had and make mm-hmm. some but at least you can now, you know. So the reason why we mention all these releases as well, because of course we've got an NXT update, is some of this stuff might not make sense. But we're, we're still going to get through it. Yeah. We've got, we've got seven Chuck episodes him. to get through. So uh, if you're ready, Monty, we're going to get Let's straight into it. 8th of August, we start with Axiom versus Mustafa Ali. Oh boy. Uh, so we get Bronco Nina. Illusion <laughs> Price came out to back up scripts. Almost cost Ali the win. Ali pulled off the mask of the superhero, dumped to the floor with a 450 splash, back in the ring to win. Afterwards, he declared he was next in line for the title shot with a crowd fully behind him. Oh, great. But don't worry, next match, Blair Davenport beat Kelena Jordan with Dana Brooke. Uh, Dana looked like she might attack Jordan. I'm sure Jordan's safe. Heritage Cup, (laughs) Noam versus Tyler Bate. After competitive first round, Bate made a statement by hitting the Tyler driver in the second round for the first fall. After long stretch and the knee bar, the big strong boy needed to tap out in the fourth round. In the fifth round, Bate went for the Tyler driver, but Dara reversed it for the pinfall attempt. Big strong boy reversed his own for surprise free count. So Bate won the Heritage Cup. Well, not real Heritage <laughs> Cup, the, the second Heritage Cup. But later, Bate gave Dara back the Heritage Cup once Nathan Fraser agreed to face the Scotch Supernova at Heatwave. Fraser also agreed that he owed bait. I'm just glad it's not confusing, you know. But I'm wondering... Oh, oh, oh you sure? <laughs> no, I'm wondering. <laughs> it was quality. The question now is, will Dar have a third Heritage Cup made just because he doesn't want the second one back? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Oh man, you talking about confusing? If he was to do that, <laughs> make it even more confusing. Uh, my only dis, I love the match. It was fine, but man, I just, I really did not like Tyler Bate not being aggravated and being like, "What? The, why would the hell would you give him the? T- why would you give him the cup match? I just beat him for it. I know you. I know you haven't, you know, pinned him straight up. Now, of course, as a No Ham Dog fan, I'm biased. I was like, "Oh yeah, give it to No Ham Dog, please." But I was like, really, Tyler Bay just going to give it up? I guess that just, I mean, the cup wasn't as important as it was yeah. um, to him at the time. But, hey, it is what it is. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe he kind of just thought this, this, this ain't real, mate. I'm from Dudley. Uh, Inner Dragon <laughs> demanded Chick Williams meet him in the ring during a quick interview. The two met and agreed to a match at Heat Wave. We're in sept- end of September, Monty, and we're talking about Heat Wave. That's how far behind we are. But the A-Champion wow. tried to watch Trick the dragon off, but Jack and Wesley interrupted. Melo Leopard, Joe Jack, and Lee brawled in the locker room. The Mad Dragon, but Trick's career will be done in two weeks' time. But Trick was not afraid of Dragon off on his way out. 
Uh, Lee Tom Telmelo is on next. Drew Grulak, Charlie Dempsey, Damon Kemp made fun of him as well. We get Bron versus Von. With Von Wagner did his best to match up to Bron, but eventually fell to a spear. Afterwards, the uh, former NXT champion tried to attack Mr. Stone. Wagner saved his manager. Powerbomb breaker for the announce table. There's more to come with that. He talked about we mm-hmm. focused himself in nature before a rematch with Dijak. Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen lost to Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey. Thanks to thanks to Damon Kemp. You see how it turns in NXT Monty, eh? All it needs, Damon Kemp find the right team and Gulak and Dempsey can win now. And Jensen and Briggs, we're going to forget they were former NXT UK Tag Team Champions soon. We are. I promise you. <laughs> Some people already forgot. Yeah. <laughs> NXT, what? What's that? Um, what was that? <laughs> Ivy Nile versus Keanu James. Uh, Nile locked in the Dragon Seaver, but Ava grabbed her leg and allowed James to hit a new finisher, the Deal Breaker. Afterwards, Schism, remember them? They grabbed Nile and demanded she told them where the Creed brothers are. Tony D and Stax made the save. Mackenzie Mitchell tried to figure out what was next for Tiffany Stratton, but the champion was more focused on her outfit than the next challenger. And the main event, North American. Dominic Mysterio versus Dragon Lee. Of course, Dragon Lee had Ray Mysterio, and he did fight hard, but Ray Ripley blasted Dragon with a Women's World Championship. Dirty Dom hit and mentioned the driver, driver to retain. Afterwards, Ripley got the face for Ray Mysterio until Lyra Valkyrie sent the Eradicator packing. Um, my question for you, Monty, I don't know if I've asked this. Why mm-hmm. is Dragon Lee punching Luchasaurus in his entrance video? Why? <laughs> that's a great shout <laughs> I never thought about it that way <laughs> uh, yeah uh, I have no clue why that, that is the video I mean they, they, they show it to us they're going to show it to you every entrance though so that, that, you might as well get used to it <laughs> uh, but uh, I also want to say this Rhea Rip, who is a better corner person Rhea or Shaw Samuels <laughs> Dom is undefeated with Rick this corner, man. <laughs> and I tell you something, I don't think, though, no, in all honesty, like Live Outcry, Ripley has been more, not intimidated is the right word, but someone's had a number more in WWE over this past. What, it's kind of crazy when you think about it, right? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like, we're women's champion and uh, dominating everyone. It, just, it also, I'm not going to say it's an indictment on the main roster women's division right now. But it does show you <laughs> that the only person that's even remotely a threat at this point to her was Lyra Valkyrie. That's very interesting. But it does, like you said, it gives her a little bit of, you know, I think it definitely is helping her in NXT because she just feels dirty. Like she, when she lost that title match with Tiffany Stratton, she gave a good effort, but we talked about it. Stratton seemed like she was more over and more, the fans care more about her. It'd be interesting to see in the future, just how how different that is when they go out on these you know these uh, these special events, uh, because I think this makes her feel like such way more of a big deal the way she's been able to stand up with uh, with Rhea Ripley now like she feels like uh, one of the pillars of this women division uh, now and it's all because of her association well, you with think Rhea about Ripley. All the great talent in NXT UK is like again I liked her there but I wouldn't have thought she'd be the one to kind of. Stand out, stick from, out, yeah, yeah huh? from the bunch, so to speak. It's a bit strange how that happens. Fifteenth um, of August, NXT Tag Team Championships: The Family versus the Dyad. 
A competitive tag match, Ivy Nile arrived to distract Schism. This allowed the Creed brothers in masks to sneak in. They took out Rip Fowler and Dragory to set up Tony D to steal the win. I do believe, I'm not 100% sure, this might have been Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed's last match in WWE. You might have another one in uh, NXT, I'm not sure. But let's just talk about Grizzled Young Vets quickly because they're a team, NXT UK Tag Team Champions. I think fantastic. And we talk mm-hmm. about the releases. They decided they want out. They're uh, more huh? And, and this is another side of it, you know. This is a team now that want to go out and prove how good they are. Hmm? Yeah, they they're literally active. The first time I ever really saw this, I don't know which one, but one of them has literally been on 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 X or on Twitter, literally just already talking about that he's he's better than MJF at talking about twenty twenty four and who they who who we're gonna fight next, guys, and give me suggestions and <laughs> uh, so. But I think once they're finally free, like it's kind of funny. I think more. I think and I do kind of the way I thought they did Ali. Well, I do think that when you have people like them who've asked and you you doing budget cuts and you're just like, Nope, we still gonna keep you. Even though you uh, your it seemed like your story with schism is starting to run its course, yep, we're just gonna hold you and you just sit at home, I guess. I guess that's what they're it seems like that's what they're heading towards when it comes to them. So it kinda sucks in my opinion. When you could have just cut ties, you know, do it let them go, do their thing. but you know, I understand how it is instead of Instead of seeing them in 90 days or so for another company and, you know, being putting on bangers, because we know, like you said, as a team, I feel like they'll be fine. It doesn't it, whether they go wherever they decide to go, they'll be um, very, very valuable to whatever roster they join as a tag team, because they're one of my favorites. It'll be cool to finally get to see Rip Fowler or whatever, you know, uh, get back on the mic and do his thing. So. Uh, yeah, man, I, I can't wait to see what they do next. But it, it is one of those situations where it's like, man, they had potential. They have serious potential to be one of the best teams, kind of like a la what they have going on with Pretty Deadly. Sometimes I wonder, yes, man, do, do WWE – yes, boy. Do WWE have uh, a quota? Like they can only have <laughs> a good heel, a couple, team, only a couple yeah. good – one. Yeah, one good heel foreign team. Like you say that. I say one of my things I've loved this year in Impact was Subculture. Right. Who came in and had a run uh, with Danny Luna involved as well. Exact same entrance as they had in XUK with a kind of black and white. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It was (laughs) fucking weird, buddy. Yeah, it was (laughs) like my head was going, what's going on? Uh, (laughs) Winning the titles as well. And it's like, you know. we're like with young vets are just as good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They would go right hand. They would go perfectly mixed right back with them. You know, like you said, on an impact roster or something like that. Which, by the way, I have to say, I thought it, you know maybe they didn't like Mark uh, Andrews or maybe Flash Morgan. They didn't care about them. There was no way I thought they were going to let Danny Luna go too. But honestly, when it comes to all the people that they let go in NXT UK. Uh, we can go down a list of people that I just thought was money in <laughs> NXT UK that they was like, no, nah, we can do without. And it's yeah, like no. you mentioned with Lyra Vaporat, Seven, you know, you the know. people that they kept. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Screw him, you know. Uh, a male, nice video package, French Hope. She was perfect for you guys. Nah, screw that. You know, <laughs> Nina Samuels, very, very smart. Could teach, could, now, if you, if you think you have value, not only in her as a wrestler, but she also would have been valuable to the NXT roster, helping along other women, but hey, 
no, nah, screw that. Go on, do you think? So it just, it just shows you how much I, – I think we had more awareness than some of the higher-ups of NXT UK. <laughs> well, it's weird because, like we said, NXT is turning into kind of weird hybrid of UK now as well. But we wish good young vets all the best uh, in the future. Uh, back to NXT, Blair Davenport, of course, former NXT UK alumni, beating Dana Brooke. Trick Williams beat Drew Gulak. Late Lamar Dragon warned Trick. He still was not ready. Baron Corbin made fun of Gable Stevenson uh, and the rest of the locker room. Do you remember him, Monty, Gable Stevenson? He was going to be big. And then, and then one match he had and he thought, fuck this. Uh, and, and that was it. Yeah, he's going, he's going back to school or whatever. He's going to, <laughs> he's going to go back to the Olympics, I mean. Yeah, uh, it's kind of crazy. Also, let me tell you how far how far of a fall from grace he had when people announced that NXT was going to have some releases too. The first name I saw listed under there, Gable Stevenson, and I'm like, why? Like they're going to get they they can't invest that much in them and just give up that fast. I'm sorry, guys, but yeah, no, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. That now he's just an afterthought. You know, maybe he'll come back and attack Corbin one day, but he's they're going to have to switch everything about him the way the way the way that went. That yeah. just yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. It's well, funny. Damon Kemp seemed to be the better Stevenson. Uh, do you know what? I was going to say, he actually is. Like, his work the other day, uh, I was watching it, and I was going, do you know what? Yeah. Um, it's just a shame he's the same size as Joe Coffey, shall we say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> maybe a little shorter. Yeah. No, I think he like, might be a little shorter. <laughs> he might be like a, a drinks dispenser. Do you know what I mean? But, <laughs> Uh, anyway, oh, Von Wagner came out to confront Baron. Uh, he couldn't put him through the announce table. I don't know who's printing the shirts in NXT, but you can spend a bit more money. <laughs> all right? It's like, that's, I don't know. It's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, him and Braun oh, shirts fuck, The best spear in business. And you're going, like, how I could do a better shirt? Then like, come on. Come on now. Um, you gotta get tables, okay? Got table. <laughs> Bron uh, warned Corbin in the park not to get his way. He's not done with Wagner. Ripley and, and Dom challenged Live Valkyrie and Dragon Lee to a mixed tag match at Heat Wave. Mustafa Ali cut a pre-tape promo in the style of American politician, promised to elevate the North American Championship to new heights. And Monty, I'm not gonna lie, when I watched this video, I lost my mind. Yeah, I, I I was so offended too. You know, just who I, I freaked out. Like I just I really, I was like, man, they went there, they went that far. Like, oh man, Ali pushing some boundaries politically here. Uh, I just hope I they don't know, go man. back and watch the Bob Backlund ones from uh, mid nineties. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my God, that's that's gonna lose. They're gonna lose their mind. Tell them about to lose their mind. Up in here, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's not going to be good. Uh, on, we'll move on to these, these shocking, shocking um, things. No one contender ship for the NXT title. Wesley versus Dijak. Both men brutalize each other throughout. Both were limping and vulnerable. Eddie Fort made a difference, distracting hard just enough for Lee to hit the cardiac kick, and the corkscrew sent on to win. Dijak doesn't win in NXT. That's his gimmick, isn't it? Like, that's... 
Yeah. It's sure. funny though because the only person he beat is the guy who he just distracted him so far. It's the only guy I think I've seen him beat. So yeah, uh, but I must say I don't know if it's just I've never seen him win. <laughs> Right, and, but he has a banger. I think that's he. I gotta give him credit for such a loser. He makes a great match. Yeah, yeah, he really does. Like he knows, he knows what he's doing. So I don't know, <laughs> don't know how. Um, we move on and we see Tyler Bate versus Joe Coffey with Dubba Kate arriving to steamroll a big strong boy. Don't worry, Tyler, it'll work out. Uh, to be fair, <laughs> Dabba Kate only had a video saying he was going to return like um, 10 minutes before. It was like, like the opposite uh, of bro, that was the Like, how is that opposite of fear, man? <laughs> I was like, when I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, all right, well, we'll see what he do next, next episode. And then, <laughs> not, not literally the next segment. Here he comes. Like, what the hell? Oh. We had Fear Hell versus JC Jane. Uh, backstage, this is interesting. Chase couldn't get the same page as Hale. And Duke Hudson just sat on the fence, I suppose. Uh, Hale couldn't overcome her emotions. Andrew Chase got in the apron to stop Jace Jane from using uh, her bag as a weapon. But Hale was distracted, setting up a roll-up victory for Jane. Met for interrupted hard-hitting truce with Nathan Fraser. The Real Heritage Cup champion called Nanda a fraud. We saw a dramatic vignette about Los Lotharios framed by the words of Humberto Garden, <laughs> who both were giving their names. I'm going to go into this a little bit more in a bit. Stratton promised to appear at Heatwave. Wesley demanded Commander Hayes show him respect. Now, I think Wesley got a bit confused between the contract and the table. Now, yes, I understand <laughs> you need to sign a contract on a table, but you don't need to bring a table with you. That's usually why. <laughs> it's, it's got, do you think that's where you got a bit confused? <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Also, I want to say, what a, what the laziest contract signing in WWE history. Like, no, they didn't have anyone set up to sit, you know, do any other nice stuff that everyone else for these matches get. It's just Wesley, like, hey, you want to do a contract sign? Hey, yeah, just set it up yourself. You do it. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, least, like, yeah, I'm going to stump for the table as well. Is that what you want? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I didn't know what that did, by the way. That was so intimidating. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we move on. August 22nd. It's Heat Wave. It's Heat Wave in here. Uh, All right. Tony D and Channel Stacks Lorenzo. <laughs> Raise a toast to the big moments of Heatwave in their pool. Surrounded by Tony's male friends. They're all there, hugging, <laughs> touching, playing games. And they're upset once the women arrived. Uh, it, then we had Ilya <laughs> Jackanoff versus Trick Williams. Whoop that trick from the crowd, Monty. Hey, how good yeah. was that? Like, that is going to get over. I don't care. Like, that's good oh, stuff. Oh, man. That's, I can see that being chanted everywhere. I know... Yeah. For, for us, it's more of a Memphis thing in this country because, like, it started there in Memphis. But it, it, that can that can really get catchy. I think they should utilize that. And he, he, I can see that chanting all around the world if they if they do, you know, keep presenting Trick in the right way. But it, it just gives him a completely different vibe, you know. And uh, it really adds to what he has going on. And this match, too, 
ooh, let's like he got it. He really again, I said Trick needs more experience, and I think you can see the value of that that more big match experience in here with Dragon. I know, of course, Dragon will make everybody look like a million yeah, bucks. But, this, but this, this is what we're talking about with Trick kind of going, yeah, I'm not really mind about facing yeah it'll be all right and then afterwards being like look that that's what happens but again this is (laughs) this was the story of trick taking the toughest shots of the uh and staying Mm -hmm. in the fight you know the mad dragon is still too much as we know sealing the win with a diving or a low forearm smash but trick stood back up after losing which even prompted an impressive nod from Dragonoff. and i know we get obvious things but that's something like that means so much more because you think about like about how the mad dragon is in every match and to show a bit of respect mm-hmm. to trick i mean this was awesome wasn't it? it's a great way to start the show yeah it was awesome man i really was into it and then again i think you mentioned it uh it was something else that's gonna happen uh later on in the review to where i kind of might mention something like this again but it's just it's about that mean it's about that toughness you know he like dragging off legitimately called him an entertainer and like he's been in that box we know he's entertaining we know that you know we know he has potential as an athlete like we know that because just like you can look at him you can tell you watch him in the ring a little bit and you can see that he has the athletic potential to be really good but this match was all about showing toughness you know kind of like what Melo went through in his match with Dragon. now again uh, I think that's just that's just the product of fighting someone as physical and as intense as Dragunov but I, if that's going to be dragging off role or at least one another another element that makes him great is that he can be the barometer for toughness, kind of like what Dijak is too in his own different way, except we just kind of almost know the result with, with Dijak. But with Dragunov, you know, he is really that guy where it's like, no, we're going to see, can you be intense? Can you do more than be good on the mic? And I think this was the first time, like, man, Dragunov sold it like a million bucks with that running knee spot. In the middle of this, where Trick hit him perfectly and jumped with it, it was just like, oh my god! Like he making Trick look like a million bucks. So again, you—it's just an unbelievable value in a guy like that when it comes to dragging off. And he made me see that okay, Trick with more time and more more spot time in the spotlight, more ring time, he can be just as big as as he looked because he looks like a star. But he can be even bigger than that if you just give him, you know, opponents like a dragging off or something like that who can make him good, and maybe down the line he'll be good enough to stand in there with anyone. So, yeah, I think this is really good. This is uh, a very good way to kick off things. Yeah, we're about to Wesley's got I think small man syndrome would be fair to say, because he's been going backstage yes. and starting shit for like the past <laughs> couple of months. Uh, he's <laughs> trying to get in a fight with Dragon. He has said he didn't believe Lee could beat Melo. Well, don't ask him then. You know, if you if you don't want to get that response, <laughs> just stop it. Uh, up next, right. Ivy, Ivy Nile versus Ava, or as I like to call, one versus twenty. Uh, but Ava lost <laughs> by submission, which I don't want to say is dumb. Easily but when you think about it. how many schism members were at ringside, you know. But, We're out there. No yeah, one could distract her. No Come one. On. No one wanted. It, it was the worst lumber schism match I'd ever seen. But it got worse yeah. because the Creed brothers yes. ruined themselves with Noel backstage. They then kidnapped Ava and laid down a challenge to the Dyad next week inside a steel cage. Um, and yeah. one thing I took from this, Monty, same with you. Uh, Brutus has been speaking to Ia about facial hair. 
that's what I, that's my biggest takeaway. I don't, I don't know. He looked he looked like he looked like if Dragon Off just swelled up, you know, a little bit or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. It's kind of funny how they look together. Uh, also, I want to mention, like you mentioned, twenty people were in Ava's corner, and Ava not only did Ivy get away, Ava also was just taken away from two members and no one. Like, what the hell? What can, how does the dyad work if she could just be kidnapped when this pose you have to, you have so much help around? It's just oh and then oh man, we'll talk as a matter of fact, I'll talk about how useful the rest Yeah, you can't blame security yeah. because NXT security doesn't exist, especially in car. None, parts. Yeah, none so, exists. So, yeah. They're not. They're not. <laughs> um but like you said, from the ridiculous to the sublime, because we had the Heritage Cup, Nathan Frazier versus Nathan Dar. Frazier asked for Bates to work as his second before the match. Uh, Dabakato showed up and during a commercial break in the second round. <laughs> Predictably by the ch- head. Chokeslam Bait on the apron. Stratch allowed Dar to roll up Fraser for the first fall. Fraser nearly got a fall with a suicide dive and a spring ball versus DDT in a standing moonstone. But time expired, and Dar caught Fraser with a cheap shot after the bell. There is no one better, Monty. I even watch it. Love it. You know what I mean? Dar is adds so much like this in every Heritage Cup match, and even that shot <laughs> afterwards, I was just like, "There you go." Uh, the Heritage Cup champ grabs his first fall from a suplex into the final cut in the fourth round, but Lash Legend grabs the leg of Fraser to save the Scotch Supernova from pinfall after a dive so cannibal. Smart. It, and honestly, like, I'm starting to like Lashmore every week. Not going to lie. In the sixth round, yeah. Dar versus Springboard DDT into the Champagne Super Knee Bar. Finally ducked to Phoenix Splash. Hit the Nova Roller for the side and fall. And yes, Monty, free time. Free time. Yes. Free time. NXT Heritage Cup champion. It is Noam <laughs> Dar, man. I mean, how good was this? How How crazy is it, the Heritage Cup? We said it's working on NXT TV. Yeah, I, I love it. My my biggest thing is uh, the only thing I don't like about it is that I got spoiled by the by the network or by Peacock for me <laughs> because you know we didn't have uh, entire round done in a commercial break, kind of like I did. But I I love Noam Dar so much. I was watching the little square trying to watch see what I missed, <laughs> see if I missed anything interesting. You know, even while the commercials was going on on NXT, so that's probably the only drawback I have. But honestly, again, I'm with you. The fact that a concept like this, that is just, and I'm gonna use this word because it literally is so foreign. It's just very foreign to American audiences. So the fact that it's still one of the highlights, and you can kind of see, because again, I, I, unfortunately for me, and unfortunately for most of us, we didn't get a chance to have, get a chance to see the Heritage Cup in a lot of matches that had a legitimate crowd. Not to say that uh, this crowd is that much bigger. It's, it's a little bit bigger than what they had going on in BT Sport towards the end. So, uh, you know, it, it is cool to hear and kind of see how, as we got towards the end of the, the the match there and towards the end of the round, the anticipation in the crowd was like, uh-oh, okay, now we're getting to it because I, they, they build these matches so greatly uh, when you think about how the six rounds and just how it's done and how everything is executed. And again, it's just, it made me feel good that other people are wrapped up in that spell 
or that Noam Dar kind of cast on you when he when he's in the Heritage Cup match because he's just again it's just so smart. Just everything is time perfect. The the execution of it all. And again, I think Nathan. You know how we felt. We felt we knew we knew what Nathan and what he's capable of way before he ever got to NXT. So again, it's always special to see him in this in this climate. And it's like you mentioned that the little hybrid of what NXT has become, the little little bit of NXT UK that they've seeped into this has given the NXT or the product so much life. And I thought this was a great example of why uh, it is. And I think honestly, I think this time. As much as I would like to see other people get a shot at it, hopefully we get more of Noam Dar in this spotlight because, honestly, I just don't think anyone is better at it. And I just want more eyeballs to be on just how good he is, not only at wrestling, but in this format, too. He just, he, I think he has the formula figured out. I just love it. Yeah, no, it really, really is great stuff. Later on, Metaphor found out Dar's next challenger will be turned to the eight-man tournament called the NXT Global Invitational. We see t- not the T- G one. No, hey, we're going to that. <laughs> we're going to that because I've, I, I don't think there's any similarities whatsoever. Uh, Tiffany Stratton talked about herself <laughs> until Gigi Dolan, Keanu James, Blair Davenport, Roxanne Perez laid down uh, claim to NXT Championship shot. Unfortunately, caught the center of the universe with a right hand for a brawl broke out. Stratton had promised to be better. NXT Women's Champion of Baylor, Oscar, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch. But the man had never been NXT Women's Champion. She later corrected that mistake for announcing a number one contendership photo forward match next week. Lynch responded to Stratton on Twitter, setting up the potential huge appearance in the future Ooh. by the man. Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey were being a dick to Miles Bourne. Uh, I just wouldn't put up with it, but I suppose he does. Ray Ripley and Dominic Mysterio versus Live Valkyrie and Dragon Lee. Uh, Valkyrie challenged Ray Ripley for out. It took a surprise appearance from Raquel Rodriguez to take the Eradicate route. This allowed Dragon Lee to pin Dominic Mysterio to a well reverse DDC. I don't care what anybody says. Every second of Ripley versus Valkyrie in this match was must watch. They must have probably one of the best chemistries of any wrestlers at this moment in time. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what it is. And I wanted to ask you, like, uh, I kind of, like, for we'll talk about something later on. That that connection makes sense when it comes to Valkyrie. But when it comes to uh, this, did they have an extended history in NXT UK at, at all? Like, was it like, no. did, did Rhea Ripley train her back in the day? Or, like, something exactly. like, what the hell? There is no, Ripley was long gone before Valkyrie came along. So right, that's what I thought. That's what I'm saying. Unless they're in Performance Center and it's like we don't know about. Unless it yeah. just... It does happen sometimes. You That's know, what I get. Just yeah. click, but like, yeah, are they related? Do they? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like, I was like, no, Lyra is not from. Now she's not Aussie, so you know, <laughs> you know what is it? But anyway, no, it was like you said, awesome stuff. Anytime they got in there, Dragon Lee is great. Dominic is awesome at being the stable guy, and just like also in in my in in my opinion. No one gets no one that in the business really, honestly. And especially now since Max is trying to be the biggest babyface he can be. Like Dominic, man, that he it follows him wherever he go. I love it. I love it for him, and he's only going to get better for it. And like you said, Rhea Ripley, man, just just money. It took it took them kind of. What I do love the best thing about this is more and more and more we're starting to see NXT pop up into, you know, main roster business and the main roster business 
leading the NXT. Maybe, slowly but surely, maybe with, with Triple H's dream of the, this big, a level playing field type of brand is coming true. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, man, this is this is really cool. I, I had no problem with it. And Dragon Lee, keep doing the Destino because it obviously gets you victories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We get a Corbin versus Von Wagner, which never truly got going as a brawl broke out beforehand. Corbin threatened Mr. Stone, but Von Wagner saved him before he could send Corbin through the announce table. Von Breaker speared him. And what a fucking spear. Like, the the long distance yeah. from this. Like, the speed. I know he's got a shit t-shirt saying it, but honestly, like, that <laughs> spear is... is I, I, I wouldn't hate like a Bron versus Goldberg match, just so Bron yeah. can spear Goldberg. That's how but good the spear is. Get put over, do you know what I mean? Um, Baron right, yeah, and really take the spear for himself, yeah. yeah. Baron had Harlem Heat Bam Bam gear. We'll see if it works. Backstage, <laughs> Jason Jane bonded with Fia Harrow over their shared frustration with people letting them down. Was it she the one that turned on Gigi? I was about to say, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so upset she ran into my foot. Like, I don't... (laughs) What what are you talking about? Let you down. Sure. Did Mandy? Mandy let her down? Get released? Like, what the fuck? What is she talking about? I have no idea. Um, We see Dijak warning Eddie Thorpe the next meeting will break Thorpe's spirit. Trick found Bello in the locker room and wished him luck. There's some tension over the A champion blaming Trick for getting involved in the last total defence. The NXT Championship then, Kamala Hayes versus Wesley. Wes fought hard but got too aggressive in the end. He missed a suicide dive and collided with a barricade. When he made it back in the yeah. ring, Melo hit nothing but net. I, I, I don't know about you, but this just didn't have enough time to really be anything. I no. was like, no, give, me, give me 20 minutes in a ladder match at no mercy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, give me an actual match. I do think these two are more deserving of, like, I'm glad you mentioned that, a premium live event level time limit and setting. Because, honestly, some of the stuff they did, you can see that they, they it can be special. Like, man, that, that DDT through the table spot, like, I don't even know how Melo was able to, to, to do that. You know, uh, that, 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 that spot was insane. But, yeah, uh I'm with you. This match felt like a very, very high-level TV match, but you can tell it was for television because they they, they they have a completely different gear. And we've seen both of them go with other talent. We've seen them both go into that gear with other talent. And I think, like you said, more time, uh, a good story, maybe a ladder match like you mentioned for the title would be absolutely insane, especially if they're given a good 20, 25 minutes. So I'm, I'm with you 100%. Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, this, um, it was still good though, you know, but we'll move on August 29th. Yeah, start, really good. We start with still cage match, the Creed brothers versus the Dyad. Schism followers grab Brutus Creed and carried him away, leaving Julius alone with, uh, Jagger Reed and Rip Fowler. Of course, this is the last Grizz Young Vets match, obviously. Uh, with Fowler and Anklock, yeah. Julius used to one arm to powerbomb Reed in a really impressive move. Brutus He's finally, a freak, bro. He really is. Brutus finally <laughs> returned and ripped the door off the cage to get any action. He used the door as a weapon against the dyad. The Brutus bomb and the side-by-side line with his brother to win. Ava walked out after loss and Ivan Al came out to celebrate. So it looks like the end of the schism. But Diamond Mind is back. So that's a good thing, surely. Yay. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Do they even go by that anymore? Are they? They're just the Creeds and Ivy at this point. I guess. They put right? but yeah. mind. That's what I'm going with. Okay, cool. Okay, so they still all right. So they all go by. They do go by that. Okay, cool. All right. Anyway, yeah, cool. They're back happy because the Creeds are absolutely awesome. I, I I've been saying this for a while that the Creeds are you know right up there when it comes to people who it's kind of crazy. Like I think he's gonna say something the next episode about it being a year since they were tag champions. Because you can't tell me any other team that's been in uh in, you can't tell me stacks, Tony D, whoever whatever team, new teams you want to form, no one's a better team in NXT than the Creed Bros. Like they can make the case that they're all, you know, top five in the company, top three in the company, probably, honestly, when you think about just their their bond and how good they are when it comes to and just the talent, the prospects, they don't they're there. Like you said, Grizzly Young Vets last spot. It was, uh, you know, it was one of them situations where it sucks because I thought it was a really cool match, but it sucks that we probably won't get a chance to see any more of them. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, I, like I said, the Diaz followers are freaking useless, man. One man, <laughs> one man. I know he's a big guy, uh, but one man that you just – that you carried out of here with no problem, by the way. <laughs> Could show up later and just destroys the, 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 the family or whatever you want to call those guys. So, yeah. It's time for something new when it comes to the, the to the to the Colts. Uh, I don't know what they're gonna do, how they're gonna do that, but we'll have to wait and see when it comes to that. But yeah, good to see the Creeds back together and hopefully heading for tag team gold down the line. Yeah, without doubt. And the Street Profits made a surprise appearance to congratulate Mello, who walked away to focus on the Mad Dragon. He also challenged the family, Dana Brooke, Kalana Jordan, Alexa Lopez, load of behind him. And so like, I just realised saying. Even on a seven-week, you know, ep- uh, seven episodes to catch up on NXT update, Tony St- Tony D and Stacks are so bad they've not even had a match. You know, <laughs> <That's what I'm laughs> they're not a good even, boy. They're not anywhere. <laughs> Couple of backstage segments. Uh, we get the Global Heritage Invitational, right? So NXT showed a video package, highlight the rules of the Invitational. Now, Monty, explain it to this, you, because you might not understand. It's a round-robin <laughs> format, right? And now, listen, we have two groups, right? Each of them face each other, mm-hmm. and then the person right. who's got the most points after the victory can oh. get points for winning, then the two top uh-huh. ones will face each other. I know it's kind of foreign concept oh, okay. to you, but this is a global yeah, no, oh, man. I don't think it's ever been done in professional wrestling before. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard of anything. They're remotely. Oh, I mean, uh, don't forget. Like, you, if you if you draw, you get one point. If you yeah, lose, yeah. you get zero. And yes, if you, yeah. you win, you get two. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know where they got that from, man. Maybe maybe they're trying to be like the Champions League. You know, maybe talking about football. Maybe that's what yeah, reference yeah, stuff that's, like that. Maybe, anything, you know what? Maybe because I've never yeah. heard of anything no. else. <laughs> you know that not, not like we did a two hour pod about something else that. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm losing it, man. I can't. I, you're right. I've never, man. How innovative! No, to be fair, though, right? So, Group A: Charlie Dempsey, Butch, Tyler Bate, and Axiom. Group B: Nathan Fraser, Joe Coffey, Duke Hudson, Akira Tazara. Uh, but it's a great yeah. that Shawn Michaels now is allowed to try this concept. <laughs> My only issue, right, is. Why not Heritage Cup rules for each match if it's for the Heritage Cup? I agree. <laughs> yeah, that was a drawback. I thought that would have been something to make it a little bit, you know, uh, would have added an extra, you know, like you said, layer, especially since that's what they're going to be fighting, the type of match they're going to be fighting in. So it definitely would have been awesome to see that. 
I also have to say that this threw the internet for a loop. Yes, William Regal is British, but Charlie Dixon. <laughs> like, oh my god, people, people, oh my god, what, what, how he's supposed to be from England too? He, he's not American. He's, I, I, I'm, I, and he, he probably was born here. Okay, guys, I don't even, I, I didn't even look it up, but I'm just saying. Relax. I don't even understand why it was so hard for people to understand that he could be American. <laughs> well, this was, you know, it's hard for me. I'm not going to lie. We don't like losing <laughs> one of our own, you know. Right. <laughs> they, anyway. had, they had the quota, though. Only two bricks. Only yeah, two what's bricks. They had the... With Butch involved, <laughs> it was a bit difficult. So, uh, right. this, we had Butch versus Charlie Dempsey match that I've been wanting to see for a little while and of course Dempsey couldn't keep up the technical offense of Butch who put away with a bitter end but again it's weird because I don't want to call it a dream match but these are two guys that like again British wrestlers in my eyes uh and yeah it's like in a couple of years few years time Dempsey could be Butch obviously hopefully not teaming with Seamus with a shit but you know what I'm saying didn't you <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. This definitely was a little, maybe a little, a, a little bit of a shining into the future that we could possibly be seeing because I do expect big things for Dempsey down the line. Uh, so you know, just have to give it time. I was not disappointed, but I was kind of shocked because I wanted them to go a little bit longer than a, what five, six minutes that they went. But you're 100 percent right to tell a decent story that Dempsey just wasn't quite there when it comes to the skill level of uh, Pete or Butch, whatever you want to call them. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it was cool. It was a good time. But uh, I have to say, it's one of those matches that you don't think you're just going to get on a random <laughs> NXT, <laughs> even if even with the stakes. It's just one of the things you didn't think you would get so soon uh, with little to no kind of, like, build behind it. But, hey, I think, like you said, down the line, this could be something. Right. Uh, metaphor watched the match from the once was Toxic Lounge, which is the kind of metaphor <laughs> verse we speak a lot about them as well. Ilya Dragunov tried to lay out a challenge to Kamala Hayes, but Noam Dar interrupted. Dar was at his best here, saying, if you've got a problem, if you want to take one of us on, of course you can. You can fight Aura Mensa next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> again, such a great thing. Von Wagner laid out a challenge to Bron Breaker. He said, bring your hard wood, because he's bringing his. What? What? What's going on? <laughs> what? Tony D and Stacks were excited. Oh, my God. They were like, yeah, Tony D, we'll bring some wood. We'll start putting <laughs> we'll the wood up wood. Him. Uh, later, How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> later, Breaker warned Baron Corbin to stay out of his big wood business. Uh, Dana Brooke and Kalana Jordan lost to Alexa Lopez and Lola Vice. Do you know what? Looking at Dana Brooke's run this update, I'm not surprised that they have... You know, like I said, the win-loss record wasn't great. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mello but asked... it felt like that the, she was losing to turn on her. <laughs> yes, and that's the yes, only problem yes, I have yes, with it. No. It's like, like, come on now. But it, it's fine. That's fine. Yeah. You're 100% right. You can kind of see a little bit to where, yeah, as much as this seemed like a rebrand for her, it probably was over. So there you go. Mello asked Trick if he thought he could beat Dragon off. His friend confirmed he knew he could beat the Mad Dragon. Dragon Lee wanted the next shot at the North American Championship, but Mustafa Ali interrupted to lay the claim to the title. Died Jack versus Eddie Thorpe. Uh, well, a miracle happened here because Jack <laughs> managed uh, to knock out his rival belt-loaded fist and hit the discus boot <laughs> to win. 
So Dijak with his first win in NXT for about five and a half years, Monty, eh? Good times. Look how look how much has to go right for him to win, by the way. <laughs> oh my god, it's not gonna happen for a long, long time. I mean, he probably is one of the last members of Retribution now, isn't it? I mean, apart from me and Yim. Yeah, me and Yim, if you wanna say, yeah, yeah. But he's it. He he outlasted the leader. Wow. So, just, yeah. uh, it's like kind of, that, kind of yeah. huh? It's like with the Nexus when they completely fail a group, and we have that weird statistic. You know, it's the same thing here. Uh, Global Heritage Invitational: Nathan Fraser versus Joe Coffey. I think somewhat shocking result. Joe Coffey ducked to Phoenix Splash and hit all right? the best for the Bells to defeat him clean. Uh, the viral thing here was Fraser needed to capitate himself on oh, the ropes, uh, which yeah. was horrible to see. But also with Joe, is this his chance to maybe step forward a little bit? I think, yeah. I think this was just this, this what this is. This is, uh, you know, the Dallas had their tag run and it's, it's been over now. And now it seems like the focus is to establish Joe as a singles guy. And, you know, like you said, kind of scratch that, that itch of what he was in NXT UK a little bit better. Maybe he'll take advantage of the opportunity and finally, uh, you know, win in the end. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, by the way, uh, like you said, maybe once, maybe again, uh, it's because of who he's fighting. But hey, Joe Coffee, Joe Coffee finally looked a little big again, yeah. <laughs> only because he's in that with Frazier. <laughs> if we're gonna put him in his group, they'd be like, right, right, we uh, Tazara will work. Duke, you might have to wear flats that day, <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but we talk about Duke Hudson versus Takira Tazara. From Group B, it would happen on NXT Level Up on September the 1st. And you know what I'm like, Monty. I'm a glutton for punishment, so I watched it. The commentary was you watched so... It? it was so generic, the commentary. Yeah, I did watch Level Up. Poor Byron. It's fun match. Tazara nearly had it won, but the power <laughs> of Duke was too much. The first win and points for Duke. Uh, Humberto cool. went to An- An- Angel's home as he agreed that the former grandfather has used <laughs> to stay together. Now, Monty, I don't know about you, but I have a picture of my grandfather on my locker next to my bed. Mm-hmm. It, I right have there. nothing else on that locker apart nothing from else, that right. picture. Like, that, uh, I think everybody does. For me, like... That's... Yeah, yeah, no, but not your family, not 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 Angel's wife, because we know he's no. married. He doesn't have a picture of his family, his immediate family. Just... His grandfather and, his, and and by the way, it's in the same spot in both of their homes. Yes, by the way, yes. So you know, like it's definitely legitimate. Also, I am I the only one who kind of had PTSD to Eddie Edwards and uh, you know, his old team <laughs> on the, when they woke up with the scar on their chest. Uh, like yeah, yo, the American Wolves, Impact yeah, reference. Yeah, yeah, the Wolves. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. Uh, yeah, this was weird, but again. <laughs> Maybe it's a tradition in their culture. I don't want to say anything. Yeah, uh, maybe the yeah who knows? Right. Uh, so we'll see what happens with them. Dominic announced he would be the special guest for a free for Dragon Lee versus Mustafa Ali. Winner, winner would fight him at no mercy. Fearhale skipped the latest Chase U class and went out with JC Jane. Uh, Bate wants to be like, beat up Dabba Kato. Um, I, I loved him being asked about Dunn as well. Just, you know, the bit of history with Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn. Uh, anyway, no more contendership. Roxanne Perez versus Blair Davenport versus G. Jonah versus Keanu James. If you'd have asked me anybody bets this, I wouldn't have given you this. Uh, because Keanu James got the win. 
I mean, literally, right? I would have picked the other three. But am I wrong, Monty? Am I wrong? Because with Keanu Jones and Tiffany Stratton based off, and that's the match we're going to get. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. I'm going to say you're wrong because I'm, I'm with you. You would definitely either lean towards Blair or um, I thought maybe it would be too soon for Roxy, so I wasn't really surprised that she kind of got, you know, uh, screwed in the end here. But, uh, you know, mate, but you definitely would pick Gigi over Kiana if you're just thinking about who would win. Uh, and I have to say, they really did good in this match. This was a really fun four-way where every woman, in my opinion, looked uh, really good and shined. And like you said, it's kind of crazy that the one who did not do as much as everyone else in the match when it comes to Kiana, uh, I, I, she was the one who ended up winning. So it's kind of crazy how that worked out in that regard. But, man, I, I really have to give them kudos because I really enjoyed this match. Gigi looked fine. You know, Blair was awesome, you know, came in at the right time for every every spot. Roxy, uh, Roxy was definitely the main focus of the match, and Kiana came in with the finish. So it, it wasn't really a, a bad match at all. I, I have no problem with the result, even if it was shocking when you think about everyone in the match. Yeah, well, we're talking about that. We'll move on to September 5th because we started right. with the NXT Women's title on the line with Tiffany Stratton mm-hmm. and Kiana James. Uh, and both of them did work well. Her center universe took the win with the prettiest moonsault ever. But it was more about Becky Lynch appearing on a tight run afterwards. Right. So they challenge out to Stratton for the women's title next week. The contest was confirmed as the main event. How big, Monty, cool. is Becky Lynch in NXT? Yeah, man, it's a big deal. And again, one of those things where I feel, feel like the main roster is kind of intertwining with NXT a little bit more. And this one feels a little bit different than, you know, this and Ripley's involvement has felt different than the Corbins, the, if you want to say Dana, if, and of course Ziggler a while back. Like, this is completely different. Or even Apollo, you know, they were, some of them down were for rebrands and all of that. While we know that Becky is, he is who she is. And same thing can be said for Rhea Ripley. She's on top of the Raw Women's Division. So uh, I, I kind of love this step. It was, and then I love what it does for Stratton. Not only does she feel like it, immediately it makes Stratton, in my opinion, feel like she's not only the champion of the Women's Division in NXT, but she just feels like she's in another stratosphere now. Same thing with her appearing on Raw a couple of times, you know, leading up to this situation and just being in the crowd for whatever reason she was there. They, they put the camera on her, and she just felt like someone to watch going forward. And I think that's done wonders for her. And, uh, yeah, man, like you said, this was a solid match. Kiana and her did fine. And then that led perfectly into the Becky Lynch segment. And, yeah, this is only going to do wonders for Tiffany Stratton. It's kind of how I look at NXT. As much as big, as much as a big deal as Becky is, Becky don't really need uh, much else, really, in her career. And I think, uh, like you said, for this to be one of the last achievements that she's not done, and to do to give Tiffany the honor of being someone that she wants to work with in, in this spot, I think is awesome. It does awesome for Tiffany and her experience going forward. And I think Becky Lynch being back in NXT is only going to help the product. Yeah, I think we'll shadow a doubt. The Creed Brothers and Ivan I'll put back together the Diamond Dojo. Many tag teams arrived, including the family, before a complete division brawl broke out. Here, Dragonoff beat Aura Mensa. Wesley interrupted a celebration of Ia to stay, uh, told him to stay out of his way for an NXT title shot. Carmella Hayes arrived and announced the two would fight in a normal contendership match next week. In the locker room, Jagunov warned Trick that he would need to give his friend a reality check for No Mercy because Melo has no chance to beat him. And I tell you something, I think they've learned with just a little comments like this work so much better 
than a kind of full in-ring promo. Do you know what I mean? Just that couple of words of warning to his opponents of like, I will break you type of thing works so much better as a cold-blooded killer. Good point. Really uh, good point. Global Heritage Invitational, Nathan Fraser versus Duke Hudson. Fraser refused to slow down no matter how much he put him at risk. The metaphor took spot out to watch again. Fraser reverses the razor's edge into Henson's takedown to the turnbuckle. He follows up with Phoenix Splash to get on the board in the tournament. Akira Tazara competed again on NXT Level Up, facing Joe Coffey, which for me is one of the most wasted opportunities. If you're going to use an underused act, actually put them on NXT. Uh, but I did watch it. September 8th, Desire versus Coffee. I guess Desire is exclusive to level up like a star. Joe was the same size as Desire. I'll have you know. Uh, Coffee got the win low. <laughs> with all the best for the Bells. His second win. Uh, we had Tyler Bate beating Dabo Kato with Big Strong Boy with the airplane spin. But I again impressive. Yeah, I mean it showed what Tyler Bate can do for maybe people who think he's just mm-hmm. they forget he's a big strong boy, you know. Yeah, yeah, or they just think it's just a name. You know what I'm saying? It's always nice to to just reinforce that because also you got to think about it too with NXT or shows like NXT. You have new viewers or sometimes coming in every week, so when they look at Bate, they may have they may have a misconception just because of his height or anything. Uh, but no, we don't. They don't call him a big strong boy for nothing. He did it with ease, by the way, and that's a big man he was spinning. So, yeah, Tyler's unbelievable. He's a freak, and I think that this was just another example of just why he is so special and what makes him more than what meets the eye. Like you look at Tyler, you may assume one thing, but when he gets in that ring and work, you see immediately why he is who he is uh, to a lot of people around the world. Yeah, uh, well, number contendership. Match Mustafa Ali versus Dragon Lee with Dominic Mysterio, a special guest referee. Valkyrie <laughs> Friars tried to enjoy Dragon versus Ali, but James came in to throw a tantrum and then it all came to blows. It's a fair fly early on, but an argument between Dragon Lee and Dominic. Ali caught Luchador with a roll up for a quick free count. A new number contender punched North American champion in the face and left him to Lee in the case. Luchador wanted revenge. But walked out. I don't know, but nice threads from Dom in this one. Cuts my referee. Mm-hmm. But he just looks so much more comfortable in NXT. And I don't know if it's the crowd. I don't know what it is. But he's added another layer to his game being in NXT at this moment in time. I definitely agree with that as like as a character. You know, sometimes maybe he still he show on the main roster. He still seems out of his debt. Or you can it's it's obvious when you think about. You know what I think a lot of it got to do with. No one is here. You know, not that Rhea. Uh, Rhea and him alone is good, but when he's with the rest of the Judgment Day, you, you can just tell who is the who is leading the charge and the experience and all of that. You know, I think that sometimes has, has, has done him a discredit, but I agree. He definitely is more comfortable, and I think kind of like the reason why he's down there. I think he has to get more experience out on his own, doing his own thing, putting matches together, working as a character. Uh, and I think that's what NXT is for. And I think, like you said, the smaller setting, all of that, it just makes him feel like so. He also feels like a big damn deal down there, too, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's another thing that's helping him, that he feels like a big deal for the NXT roster, not just Rey Mysterio's son. 
Yeah, that's true. And, and again, I even love Dom saying he hates men with masks. It reminds him of his dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> damn me, dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and speaking of another man with a mask, Axiom was in Global Heritage, Invitational Axiom versus Butch, uh, and they fought with everything they had. The CPO mm-hmm. nearly got the win off the Golden Ratio, but the ball and brute slipped his arm under the bottom rope. Butch hit <sighs> a bit of end, but the time expired. He kicked out, right? Yeah, or like, yeah, he, yeah. I should say something like that. Didn't he kick out of one, or am I skipping something? It, it, it's fine. Either way, it go. Yeah, it was. This was great. <laughs> yeah, but, but like I said, this is what we want, isn't it? You know, like this is mm-hmm. why, especially when you put someone like Butch in there, and you put like what I class as like a. Uh, uh, like a legend of NXT UK versus like the new class, mm-hmm. you know, so having mixed right. it up with Axiom. And we know how great Axiom is. Like, yeah, man. you know, just give him time in the ring. And it showed here, you know. 100%. Give him time, give him the right opponent, and he can make he can, he can make a magic happen. Uh, and I also think this was a great way to, you know, give us a draw. Someone had to give a draw. So it was cool to, that it was this match. And it was Axiom uh, bringing uh, what he brought to the table, like you said. And I think at this point, honestly, now he just has to find a way at some point to put the pieces together because we know he what he can do in the ring. Can he actually put string wins together and actually be something under this Axiom match? Or will he have to change something about the character to finally hit that, uh, that, that next level and win some of these matches? Because that's the only thing I will say that if you've been watching NXT like I have – you know, we've been, I've been privy to watch every episode over the last few years. At some point, Axiom is going to have to win in these situations. The only way he's going to not just be known as a good hand going up. I don't want, you know, you don't want to just be labeled as a guy who's going to have a great match. You want to have a great match and a great enough, or at least people would believe in you enough to where you can actually win in these situations. But again, I think it was great because this is Pete, this is Butch. You don't, you don't want him to beat. Probably not going to beat Butch in this stage of his career, so it worked here. But I'm just saying, down the line, that's the next step for Axiom. But yeah, this was great, awesome. Yeah, you are right about that. Uh, Miles Bourne wants to take the next step by teaming up with Briggs and Jensen to take on Gulak and Dempsey. They're poo poo heads. Uh, Jane had fear <laughs> dressing more like her. Gigi tried to warn her about it in response to Chase's student challenger mm. to a match. In the match. We get Blair Davenport attacking uh, at ringside, <laughs> set up a chase you students locking the Kimura a second time and force a submission. They, I, sometimes I just don't think they know what's going on in the women's division. I know we've got Tiffany Stratton, yeah. but it feels like everything else is on hold right now. I'm not going to you know? <laughs> Agree. Agree. I, I'm interested because like, what they're doing with Thea reminds me of the typical teenage rebellious type of streak or whatever they kind of have her doing. So I get that, but you're 100% right. Everything else, like even the Blair stuff, is like uh, they don't have anything else for Blair. So just go inter- interject here just for the sake <laughs> of interjecting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it, it is what it is. We'll, we'll give it time because I think you're 100% right. I think they're booking the women's division in different areas. And maybe sometimes this really makes me wonder. Like, th- man, don't they miss the damn NXT tag title? <laughs> the women's oh, tag yeah. Like, would it be such a, a more a better division if they had something else to focus on? You know, yeah, instead like, of if, just, like spit, while you have Tiffany being booked a certain way, you know what I mean? To actually have fear and uh, JC go after something rather than just right. you know, being friends. Um, but one, one of the things that did make me laugh as we move on is Wagner thanking the announce table 
helping him find <laughs> <The> his <table. laughs> That's right. I agree. Oh my god. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Corbin joined the announced table for the no disqualification match between Bron and Von. And Bron fought with fire, including sending a Bron breaker through the stage. He also powerbombed the former NXT champion through the announced table. But even that wasn't enough as a low blow, followed by a spear, won it for breaker. <laughs> it was a bit of a shake. And I yeah. thought Von deserved to get maybe a win. But afterwards, breaker continued to inflict damage. He smashed Wagner's head into the still stairs as the television feed cut out. Now, if you ignore people ruining it all on Twitter and everything oh, else like this, internet, watching man. it live, <laughs> watching it live, it was a great angle, wasn't it? And the fallout from it. Oh, was it was great. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Like, exactly. If you would just delete the bull jive, uh, because I just hate the fact that we can't have anything sacred anymore. Like, we get it, guys. Like, I'm telling you, most fans at this point get it. You don't have to do stuff like that to to, to just ruin the angle here. But anyway, besides that, uh, like you said, the angle itself, awesome. Makes Braun Breaker look like a killer, you know, absolutely. And then for, for a change there, you know, if you didn't feel sympathetic about the story Braun gave about his background, then you're 100% got to feel something for him in that situation because, you know, he just looked like, a, 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 like you said, a really good baby face in this situation, fighting hard, actually put Breaker through the table and, you know, executed what he wanted to execute but just couldn't win the match. And then he gets, you know, butchered basically at the end there. Um, so uh, I, I think, honestly, this they have a chance. I think, like you mentioned, you mentioned that maybe Vaughn should have won the match. I think on the comeback trail, whenever they decide to do it, I, I, maybe no mercy is a little too soon, but I don't know. It depends on what they're trying to get across as his injury. But whenever he returns, and I think he has to win or get a, me- a huge measure of revenge back on Braun Breaker because I think that'll that'll set him up for like the rocket ship type of push going forward if they want if that's what they want with Wagner. And it's amazing what giving the Dudley boys his gimmick basically to one guy. <laughs> it's amazing what that did for him, man. Uh, bring him back as a kind of mentally challenged person, you know. Like, oh, I man. mean, that, how well would oh, that now you gotta be work? careful now. <laughs> you know, how well you have to be careful. Work, you know, like uh, could be I don't so know. I, it's no, but it's no coming back from that though, man. Because you It'd can't, like, like Mr. Stone, you... I did a fudgy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <it's> just like... <laughs> no way, no way. Oh uh, no! Please don't, because I, I hated you. I, I sometimes I, I I would be watching old and I just hate. It. Looking back, I hate Eugene so much. No offense to Eugene and the character that played him, but man, we just don't need. Don't do it. Just I don't, don't David, do it. I don't David Sullivan. I don't want a deep cut, but if anybody wants to go <laughs> watch Evad, then uh, you'll be able to see where. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll move on. September twelfth, and I've watched NXT since the beginning. And we've watched it for three years, and this definitely felt right. like one of the biggest shows ever. I'm not going to lie. We had a great opening. We see Becky Lynch arrive. Vic and Booker yeah. were pumped. And Wesley and Ilya Dragunov started us off. Who would face Mello at no mercy? Wesley always fight hard, and he survived a German suplex on the announce table, but couldn't connect with a cardiac kick. Ilya did connect with a pair of running forearm smashes. <laughs> like, when I say a pair, like I, me saying forearm oh, smash does God. not 
do it justice. I think call it the yeah. knocking the fuck out smash. Like I, <laughs> like, honestly, it kills him. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hayes stared down Ia afterwards, but I mean, what a fucking match! I loved these two. This is brilliant. You know. Yeah, this felt like that. That the, what I hoped Melo and him would be at Heat Wave. You know, honestly, this was kind of that caliber. Even if, even though it's crazy to think they probably could have did more. So yeah, man, this was insane. Uh, this match is really, really good. And speaking of Heat Wave, like you mentioned for this show, you said this felt like one of the biggest shows ever. Yeah, this felt uh, huge, and it felt bigger than Heat Wave. It's like should they threw it? Should should they have thrown a name on this one just for the hell of it? I guess. But anyway, uh, Se- this was September this was a big wave. show. Yes, that way. That's <laughs> right. <all I> <laughs> right. NXT's The Fall or Autumn something like clash. that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Autumn. <laughs> right. Yeah, the Battle of Autumn. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, man, this was great, though. Like you said, uh, very, very good match to determine the number one contender. Dragon Off is incredible. We know what Wesley can do, and you put those guys together, basically hitting pretty much on all cylinders. Uh, the first one, uh, you know, I'm always – I'm used to that first uh, – Elbow, I mean, forearm crest or whatever you want to call it to be uh, pretty bad. I think they call it the H-bomb is what uh, Big started to call it. So, yeah, uh, that the first one was cool. But the one to the back of the head, oh, my goodness. Like, I love the hidden blade. I told you guys that before for Will Ospreay. But, man, I, that, I put that right in the same category because that one looked brutal. Honestly, it, was, I, it was awesome, though, man. I can't awesome. remember the last match that he had that he didn't bleed. You know, like I just it doesn't matter. There's so much intensity. Like that guy can't have a squash match. You know, like it's not no, possible. No way. You, you can like whatever no. he's about is uh, incredible. And and Lee just goes from strength to strength. There's a guy we weren't sure what was going to happen to him after the MSK, you know, uh, ended. And and now look at right. you know. Oh, so update's not going to end well for him, but still, like again. <laughs> what, what, yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, well, NXT show post show footage of Wagner's injury. Vic announced he had a skull fracture and no timeline to Oof. return. Uh, Corbin called out yeah. from. You can't return. From, you can't return no, in you, a couple you, weeks. If you come back in a week's time, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, PCO. I don't know if you've seen in Impact what they're doing with PCO right now, but the other day they fed him battery acid and set him on fire. He still had a match a couple hours later. Yeah. Um, anyway. We... I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Bron, Baron and Bron, Bron refused to accept any praise from Baron, and they agreed to have a match at No Mercy. Wait a minute. You two might have agreed. None of us agreed. Like we, <laughs> none of us want Baron and Bron. I don't think. I don't. I don't hear the audience talking about it. Um, but we shall see. We shall see. Drew Gulak, Charlie Dempsey, Damon Kemp beat Briggs, Jensen, and Bourne when Bourne turned on his partners. God, haven't seen that one before. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Andre Chase and Duke Hudson couldn't find Fia Hale. Two men made fun of Hale backstage, and Jason Jones stood up for her. She says she needs to change her next week. And then he assaulted two men. I mean, if this was the other <laughs> way round, you know? But no. <laughs> right. No, in these day and age. Come on, guys. You know, let's treat <laughs> equality. Treat everybody equality. the same. Uh, we see oh, Valkyrie beat Dana Brooke. Afterwards, Brooke shook hands with Valkyrie and tried to attack her. Jordan stopped her. And like you said, Monty, that was the best Dana Brooke has been 
in WWE at that point. Right. <laughs> that's Insane, right? Up, like, yeah. And that's all and that's her last appearance ever. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> could have been on the crescendo of actually finally getting a character that's worth investing in. And now it's over. It's done. But yeah, I agree. The best she's looked. Uh, by far, only thing they've ever really let her bite bite her teeth into since really getting here. Besides, with hell, Titus, Titus worldwide, hell, I don't know. Like, just you can go out a list of bad things they gave Dana, but yeah. Anyway, that they well, you down the road, Dana. See yeah. you down the road. I'll tell you something though. If you want to piss Eddie Thorpe off, right? All you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> is start attacking trees. Because man, with a belt, he oh, <laughs> died. Jack started whipping a tree with a belt, and Thorpe just was shocked. Couldn't believe he's never gonna get over that. Uh, and died. Jack whipping with him, and I'm going, It's a tree, man. But again, again, I, I don't imagine know. if he had an axe, yeah. I know, like, <laughs> down. like, whatever relationship Eddie Thorpe has got. With that tree, they've probably got little <laughs> branch babies, you know, little leaves and stuff like whatever. Uh, it's not good. In an interview, Becky Lynch promised to finally complete her journey. That began 10 years ago. Global Heritage Invitational, Tyler Bate beat Axiom. Uh, I was distracted because Noam Dar was riding an elephant. Uh, and again, when Dar does stuff like this. I mean, how many wrestlers would even think of that, let alone be able to pull it off? And, and I can't think, you know, a handful maybe, if that. Um, right. As for the match, I love these two. You know, again, bait and axiom. I love it. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah, I mean, simple. Yeah, no, it's right to the point. Like, I think, honestly, that's underneath the, underneath the surface. Like, yeah. Copying the G1, whatever. You can have that. But I really do think that's what this was. It just felt, like you said, I think that the only thing that could have made this better, like you said, was having every match Heritage Cup. Because this just felt like other, maybe outside of Tozawa, this just felt like NXT UK, man. Well, <laughs> the I and Duke were probably the only outsiders in the situation. The only thing they miss a trick on is, is someone chasing Darwin in that cost. How funny yes. would it have been? Why didn't they do that? And why did they put the camera on them enough, by the way? Because they just, they all just, they they keep the matching fits, like the thing. They did it the next week, but it's just, for some reason, how do you not focus on that? The the thing is, they're not going to not do it again now, because metaphor were like, (laughs) right, you you, you want saying? You're going to fucking get it. Um, Right. (laughs) But even like afterwards with Butch talking about uh, Tyler Bate, he was looking to be the bruiser inside himself. And won't focus on the match. I mean, do you know how kind of I won't say hard it gets me, but do you yeah. know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff <laughs> is literally like, oh my god! Like that's what kind of that's what the pod was built on. You know what I mean? Those matches. Um, talking yeah. about trees and Joe Gacy and Ava talk about rotting trees. Shame Dijak wasn't around really to get a few. Roots off that, I suppose, and building foundation. Yeah, uh, I wonder what Eddie Thorpe thinking about that day. Yeah. Like, oh my god! Wesley cleared out his locker room and walked out the arena with his wife, and he was like, "Fuck!" <sighs> so it seems Wesley 
has walked out, so I apologize. Not a great end. Shout out to him. Shout out to him and Cora J. Just yeah. saying, screw it, screw this shit. We haven't seen Cora <laughs> J. Like, since, to be fair, have we? Like, I don't even know where. <laughs> We're gone, dog. Disappeared. She quit legitimately. It seems like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. You never know if they're joking because they wouldn't write off a talent that well. Do you know what I mean? Like we've seen with the stuff around right. Like, no, it means they've signed a 10-year contract extension. That's, that's <laughs> what it means. Right. Um, anyway, the Creed brothers, as we move on, beat Malik Braid and Idris Anofi. And Angel and Humberto watched closely from the stage and the family followed the action backstage because they said, no, stay backstage. We don't want you to wrestle. <laughs> uh, Hank and Tank. Don't even come out to ringside. We don't. We don't have a ringside segment. Stay here. Hank <laughs> and Tank came out to stare at the Creed brothers. They got blindsided by Price and Nima. Global Invitational. Nathan <sighs> Fraser beat Akira Tazara, but Akira can wrestle on NXT. Not success. Yay. Not successfully, but still he, no, can, can, he win. can wrestle. No. Uh, after you can the wrestle, match. Can't Joe talked trash about Duke Hudson until Chase used MVP Warren Gallus. He was ready to play spoiler. In the interview, Mr. Frowley refused to admit Dominic Mysterio gave him a fast count last week. Gigi Dolan attacked Blair Davenport backstage. Uh, and then the NXT Women's Championship, Tiffany Stratton versus Becky Lynch. Stratton reversed the disarmament to a surprise roll-up and planted Lynch for a powerbomb for the first near fall. Lynch caught Stratton the announce table with a leg drop followed by a second in the ring. The man locked in the sun, but Stratton got to the ropes. The crowd gave this NXT, and this is awesome chance. The man ducked the prettiest moves out ever and planted the center of the universe with the man handle slam. And your new NXT Women's Champion, Monty, is Becky Lynch. Would you have that on your bingo card at the start of the no year? Way. <laughs> no way, no way, no way. And by the way, you uh, we talk. I talk about my year-end predictions all the time. You mentioned Blade and Anofa, and I got a prediction about them that looks far and far, <laughs> far, far away from actually happening. By the way, so this is right along those lines of things that I would have seen coming. Because you're you're 100 right. No way I saw Becky Lynch <laughs> becoming champion. Honestly, uh, not that she would ever do it. It's just it's, like you said, it's one of those things you just don't really see. You didn't see coming, and uh, but I, I love the execution of it. I just love, honestly, it's something. It's crazy to me how you can lose a championship, you can lose a match like this, and I just felt a hundred percent elated for what this means for Tiffany in my eyes. You know, now like we gotta think, we gotta be honest. With, you know, whether you whether other people agree or not, Becky Lynch is number one or at least one A, one B or whatever. If you want to say with Charlotte, as far as like what stature mm-hmm. of the women's division, when you take think about in the entire company. Not, not that they're champions now or anything, but you know, when it comes to who's probably going to go over, when it comes to the most popular, they're probably uh, the one that you're going to think about. So it's amazing to think about how good Tiffany looked in this match. Like, think about it. Think, I want you to ask you this. When, when, when we were in, stuck in those 2.0 days and she was just daddy's little girl, did you see this in the, in the amount of time it's taken? Did you see her being able to look legitimately uh, like a threat and look like someone who's of the same level as the big lynch. Like, I, yeah. like her rise at this speed has been amazing. Yeah, I've I've not seen. I don't think a woman kind of 
Ray Ripley was the change throughout the years. Certain other women right. kind of grew Evolved. into the character. With Tiffany, like you said, to come on these leaps and bounds that she has done is it's it's like Mandy Rose, but instead of taking like a year and a half, it took two months. I can't right. explain. There's no one unless you start doing the comparison to like a Kurt Angle or something. You know what I mean? Right. Like, the way she's hit the ground running and again stood toe-to-toe with one of, like you said, the very best, one of the biggest stars in WWE. Mm -hmm. She's proven she's a merchandise seller and a ratings, you know, mover, you know? Right, right, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, what does that mean? And you mentioned the women's division kind of feeling disjointed because of the book. Think about that. Look at how a miles ahead it feels like Tiffany Stratton is Mm -hmm. of everyone else. Even my favorite or one of my favorites in Roxy, you know, has to, you got to just look at it and be like, Roxy's great, but because of whatever she went through and that, that kind of messed up her reign, uh, she seems to be the only one that's even remotely in Stratton's universe. And now Stratton is jumping all the way to Becky Lynch's realm. <laughs> so it's like, you see what I'm saying? It's just, it's, 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 it's amazing. They did that, though. Like, they've, they've done it as well in a with Carmella Hayes, as we spoke about, I think, right. in the last update of saying, who can physically, you know, who can actually challenge him to think, you know, there's going to be a contender? We speak about Ilya Dragunov now, and we've seen like Lia Valkyrie, but apart from that, there's no challengers. Mm-hmm. You know, that's no one else. Wrong. North American and the heritage, fucking beautiful, but it just seems, right. you know. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, who's next? You know, and I think, and the crazy thing is, I think we're at that point with Dragunov too. Like, if Dragunov wants to pull it off at no mercy, I don't know where you go after that except back to Mello, maybe, if you see what I'm saying. Like, yeah, where do you yeah. go immediately right now? That's just how far ahead they feel. And the same thing can be said for the women's division now. So, again, uh, I, I just have nothing but positive things to say about all the progression that Stratton has made. Like, I, I, I it's one of those things. I was right about Mello, but I felt like Mello, when he came in with the breakout, like, that one was felt a little bit more obvious. When it came to Tiffany Stratton, the way she started, that could have went either way, if we're being honest. And to think that she, like I said, have come so far, and she is by far, in my opinion, the number one woman in NXT at this moment, it's just it's insane. Because, you know, if you like, like you said, I like Roxy's work, but i would be the first to admit that maybe from a character, they're starting to finally build more character for Roxy. And she's going to be fine with more time, especially with her age. But Stratton uh, already has attitude, already has the, the you know, the uh, the skills in the ring. She has the look easily, especially when we think about what WWE loves. So, I mean, <laughs> Tiffany is just on a rocket right now, and she's only yeah. getting better. And she just fought Becky Lynch in, in a really cool match. So, you, <laughs> it's just it's amazing, man. Well, like it's amazing. Said, it makes you think, unless... She starts posting stuff on OnlyFans with her boyfriend. Or, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, has or a whatever history. other. You know, like, you, right. just, you just think, yeah, the, the sky Sky's is the limit, is limit right now. And the show yeah, itself, the, the show itself drew 850,000 live viewers, wow. which was up from 673,000 viewers the previous week. So that's insane, man. More than when you know when mankind says people change the channel to watch me. Like there was more Mm -hmm. (laughs) viewers added from the week in week out. It was the highest rated episode of NXT, Monty. (laughs) Seriously, since you've been doing this, 
since September of 2020 was the oh, last. Man. So literally the same month you did the first one with me was we the started. last time they had that big <laughs> ratings. Can you believe that? You're a jinx. You are. <laughs> <laughs> right? Apparently, my, I've, I've just tanked. I'm just like, look at look how long it took for us to get back to that level. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, no, it's amazing. And guess what I have to say this? A lot of people, say, I think Seth Rollins even know it. A lot, a lot of people make the joke about Seth being, taking backseat to his wife. I mean, self self did an appearance. <laughs> it didn't do them numbers, man. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying, Becky. I don't think it's all Becky, but man, she brought eyeballs to the product, and that's what again, that's what I think. All of these, if you're gonna bring people from the main roster, and that's supposed to be a big deal, that's what you want. You want yeah. those people to get eyeballs because think about that. Like I just said, look at all the new people who now may have not even known who this random chick was that, that they kept putting the camera on on Raw or in Payback and all of that. You didn't know what you know what, exactly why they were doing it other than the fact she was the NXT Women's Champion. And now you watch her in a match with Becky Lynch take her to the limit. I just think it's awesome, man. It's just a very, very uh, awesome result. And I think it's only going to get better you know, with Becky's involvement if that's what's going to keep happening. Because I think the next week's ratings were just as, was just as good. Well, that's what I'm saying. They are, and again, this is, they were rivaling, I think, better than Dynamites, you know, in, in that week. Right. Which, when you think about, that's kind of why they changed nights <clears throat> anyway. In the but, first place, yeah. But as you talk about, but for me, it shows that women's wrestling still has a place, and it's still, you know, better right. still a draw. Because, again, that's what kind of annoys me sometimes, even with AEW, certain things, not an MJF mm-hmm. or, you know, a Moxley. It's like, well, if they were that, Draws, then they would have more ratings. Yeah, I know it's about story and certain other things, but right. it, it seems when you put Becky on NXT, hang on a minute, they do X amount. So it just shows you what a star um, she is. You know, yes, uh, women's wrestling can p- produce numbers. We have yeah. to stop this myth yeah. that no one wants to see women's wrestling. Man, it, it it can be if you put the machine behind it, if you put the effort to build a woman up to that level and actually give them multiple opportunities, women can be just as, you can be just as invested in a women's match as any other thing that's on the card. Right, shadow of a doubt. Uh, we move on. NXT level up September 15th. Global Heritage Cup was Tyler Bate versus Charlie Dempsey. This was a beautiful match. Working on the ground, keeping hold of one another. I don't know, risk control for me is so important, you know, and, and I think sometimes people forget that. There was no separation between the two. Dempsey just needs a personality or someone to just tell us he's like a cold-blooded killer. Uh, to right, me, a killer, yeah. To me, Tyler Bay is one of the best in the world, and I will argue this with anybody because I am never bored of his matches. You can put him against Debacator, against Butch, against, you know, Charlie Dempsey, and <laughs> he just delivers every single time. Tell me when I'm lying. Let me know when I'm lying. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, last episode of NXT, we nearly made it, Monty. September 19th, Becky Lynch opened a show by promising Tiffany Stratton a rematch whenever she wanted it. The Center Universe demanded it in no mercy on September 30th. Keanu James attempted to attack the man from behind, but she fought off both hills with a steel chair. So there you go then, Tiffany's got a match of her life, Extreme Rules, At No Mercy versus Becky Lynch. Can she go two for two? 
or do you think the the show is going to be too big for her? Man, we'll see. We really will see. I think the match was going to be good. The Extreme Rules thing, because my whole thing is, if this was going to be a short reign for Becky, I felt like Tiffany would have to do something underhanded. And she still can under Extreme Rules, but I just, when you add Extreme Rules to it, it makes me feel like, uh, you know, uh, unless something, unless she shows us a complete different, completely different side of herself, a, a mean streak, which is uh, really what I think she ended up doing uh, later on in this show. Uh, we'll have to see, you know, can Tiffany Stratton, you know, do that, go to that next level and beat Becky Lynch in this spot. I don't know, though. It seems like it's a very quick return. And I don't know if you did you did you do this just to give Becky that moment, just to give her to say she did it. Or is this something to where we're going to use Becky to continue to build this division and help further along other women going forward? I don't know, because honestly, think about the main roster. You know, what the hell, what else do they have planned for Becky going forward? Because I, I think they're obviously trying to put off a Rhea and Becky, uh, you know, interaction for a while, I'm assuming, because they've kept them apart to this point. So if she don't have anything else to do in the main women's main roster, you know, is what it is right now. I think, honestly, keep let Becky keep it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But either way it goes, it's going to be awesome for Tiffany because she'll get a chance to show what she can do. And then it's a completely different match than the first match. So now she gets to, we get to see how creative that they can get when it comes to spots. So I, I can't wait to see how it turns out in No Mercy. It's going to be interesting. We see here Dragunov promising he'll be ready for his rematch with Carmella Hayes. And then see to the mic to Lynch, he challenged Stratton James to a handicap match. The family agreed to... There was one point I thought here Dragunov might slap her. But he didn't. He was a gentleman. <laughs> I would have been funny if he walked off yes. and then ran in with a torpedo <laughs> Moscow. You know, I mean, nobody interrupts Lee off line, but he didn't. He didn't. The family. This is the most scared I've ever been for Melo's belt, by the way. I just want to say that. Most afraid. Oh, that get, man you, is scared. You know, you know where I've gone. You know what's going to happen. But oh, I already know where you lean in. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's like, where do I want to go? I'm, I'm stuck. I don't know. I'm seriously. A week out from predictions, I have no, no clue where I want to go. Well, the family agreed to defend the titles against the Creeds, Los Lotharios. But only one of Bronco, Lucian, Hank, and Tank. Doesn't like those <laughs> lot. Um, Global Heritage Invitational, Butch versus Tyler Bate. Metaphor showed off their Matrix inspired gear. Uh, Noam Dar and his Neo impression or Damien Priest impression. Is this the greatest thing we've seen in wrestling, Monty, do you reckon? Oh, my goodness. It's, it's great. It's awesome. And I'm just very happy that more eyeballs are getting a chance to just see why he is so special, man. That, that's just really what I'll say because Noam Dar, I've never seen, by the way, like I said, I like Noam Dar when they had him as a cruiserweight and he was chasing Alicia Fox around. Like that's, I, I liked him back then. So the fact that to, to kind of get the, 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 the love I have for his wrestling style and everything was only grown and rekindled when we started to review NXT UK. So the fact that right now, like you said, we, we didn't really care for what Last Legend had going on. We we didn't know much about Jakira. Oro, I don't know what the hell they were deciding to do with him before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know what the like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I have no clue what the hell they were going to do with him originally before Noam Dar showed back up. But man, has Metaphor been a bright spot every week? It's something, whether it's just a backstage segment whether it was him when he was down over the cup 
And now that he has the cup back, the confidence is back. The promos are great. I, I just I love it, and I don't want it to stop. I don't want it to stop. I really don't. It's gonna hurt me if, if whoever wins this cup ends up taking the cup from him because I don't, I don't. I just don't. I want them back on my TV screen doing the exact same thing every week that he's been able to do since capturing the cup back. So I can't wait to see what else they come up with because it seems like it's just something better every week. No, it really, really was. And then again, we went from that to Butch versus Bate. Uh, the big strong boy kicked out the bitter end. Ooh. Bruiserweight finished with another bitter end with seconds to go. This is a Pete Dunne. Bitter. No. You know, we we just yeah. We, this, this is again. He's insane. I just put I love these two because I love these two. Like they just can't have a bad <laughs> match. I don't care. Like these are, these are great. It's just great. I love it. Yeah. No. Give me more of it. Injected in my veins. Give me a title feud. Anything. I don't care. Uh, you know, again, I always say that that I, I really hate that he's not Pete Dunne anymore. But if it's like you told me, I will never forget it. You immediately told me when they did it. You was like, don't worry. He's going to make it work. It, it's Butch. We, I think all of us cringe the fact that we have to call him that. or That's what he's getting called. But he shines through all of that. And slowly but surely, like you mentioned, slowly but surely, we may be getting a look back to the bruiser weight. So that, that's pretty much the only thing, though. That's yeah. pretty much the only problem that he probably has is that he has that stupid name. Everything else, just like we already knew, is money. And you put him in there with a guy like Bate, they just, uh, it's just special, man. Every time they, they do anything, it's special. But the thing is, again, even with the match, because they know each other so well, like, done with the bait and switch, you know, with, with the, the shot to the face and, and Bate trying out the bitter end and stuff like that as well. Uh, right. The only thing I'll accept... For Noam Dahl losing is if it is Butch to beat him, and then he says the name you put on this trophy isn't Butch, it's Pete Dunn. It is Pete and, Dunn. Yeah, I'll take it. I 100% take my you. fucking I'm money. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Fia Hale went shopping with Jay Z Jane and found her perfect new look. Global Heritage Invitational Joe Coffee versus. Just black. Hudson. Yeah, I mean, we're going to find out more on the next update what fear looks like, but I assume it's just black. Um, just black. <laughs> as for the Heritage uh, Heritage Invitational, Joe fucked it. He fucked it big. He missed all the best for the bell uh, and got stacked yep. up full of free count. He snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. After the Spies of Vault, Fraser was hyped through his triple threat next week. He went, no, it's now. And he went, oh, gosh, golly no. gosh, mate. And he, he always turned into, like, chimney sweeps from fucking, you know what I mean, Mary Poppins. Oh, sorry, Gaffner. Got to go change from a match now, ain't I? Uh, as he sprinted <laughs> off. We then get Roxanne Perez beating Lola Vice. Perez off with Becky Lynch. But Becky uh, was like, do you know what? No. But again, Becky's skin-coloured sleeves distracted me. Did you notice this? Like, I was going, what a strange outfit. Strange <laughs> outfit. <laughs> Honestly, skin-coloured sleeves and then free arm going up to the shoulder. And I was like, is there something wrong with her forearms? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Who Maybe people don't think as much as I do. In a pre-tape video, Eddie Thorpe challenged Dijak to a strap match. My only problem with that is they've got to follow Starks yeah. and Danielson, which, again, good luck, right. guys, you know. Uh, champion versus mm-hmm. champion, Kamala Hayes versus Dirty Dom. 
Dom struggled fine to an open against Melo until the A champion accidentally threw them into Ilya Dragunov on commentary. The Mad Dragon struck, laying out Dirty Dom to cause a disqualification. After the NXT North American title order, threw Melo into Tobedo Moscow from Dragunov, then bailed. Dragon Lee laid him out and stood tall with Dom's belt. I tell you, Dom's been one of the busiest wrestlers in the past two months. But Ilya Dragunov, yeah. man, who would want to do that? Yeah, that's the idea? wrong guy to piss off. Wrong guy to piss off. And that's that's my thing, man. That's why he's so dangerous, man. He's dangerous in general because he's just so intense and nothing like him. But then you make the mistake and be like, you know what? I'm gonna slap him in the face. You know what? Forget it. And I just love how Ilya said, No, I don't care about you guys' match. <laughs> like, forget this. You you already threw him into me twice. Like, uh, screw <laughs> this, man. <laughs> we get scripts, Bronco, Nemo, and Lucian Price. They won money in a street dice game. Nice. In a follow-up interview, um, Hank Walker and Tank promised to beat them next week. <clears throat> the only about scripts, Bronco and Lucian. How many times do you need to count the money, man? Right? Just <laughs> once or twice. Don't keep fucking. Because it looks like you can't count then, all right? Uh, and then we had Global Heritage Invitational Fraser versus Duke Hudson versus Joe Coffey. RJ Chase gave Hudson a big pep talk before this match. It didn't work because Duke landed on his head on a hurricane runner. <laughs> Nathan Fraser hit him with a Phoenix Splash. But Joe Coffey threw out Fraser and hit all the best for the Bells to win Group B. My God, so it will be Butch versus Joe Coffey. What have you thought about the don't call it a G1? tournament it's been great yeah i think the, the stuff i was able to see because i didn't watch level up yeah i didn't yeah exactly it seemed like from the results everything went how you would expect so you know that's one thing about it so i thought that was a major drawback from the tournament was that 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 those matches kind of got you know the shit you could at least show them by the way they didn't care enough to even give you like a video or anything <laughs> of the finish or what happened on level up. They're like, oh, come on, man. You knew who won the matches. Don't worry about that. Anyway, uh, but no, it was a good, it was a pretty good tournament. I like the concept. And again, I just love, again, I like round robin tournaments. I think I've been begging for WWE for a while in my own head. Uh, <laughs> please, just why not use tournaments like this or just tournaments in general? Yeah. If you don't want to do round robin, just use tournaments to advance storylines and give people a reason to fight each other instead of just random generated contests and all of that. So uh, I love it from that standpoint. And it was for the Heritage Cup, and it makes sense. And the result we're getting is another NXT UK matchup that I think is going to be awesome, or at least a throwback type of NXT UK matchup. So, yeah, I can't, I cannot hate on that. I love it. So. Yeah, man, this is this is a good result. I hopefully we'll see more of it, and I think it definitely could have been better in some ways. But I can't, I can't complain. We got some pretty good matches out of this. Yeah, yeah, we did. Even though Tyler Bates started about four weeks after everybody else, uh, this was still. Yeah, I noticed it because <laughs> he had to deal with Kato. <laughs> Someone should have let him know. Uh, but anyway, Baron Corbin got into an argument with Josh Briggs backstage after Corbin made fun of him. For losing <laughs> for people in glass houses, bad. Anyway, main event Becky Lynch <laughs> versus Tiffany Stratton and Kiana James. Stratton and James attack Becky for from behind before the bell. And Lyra Valkyrie made the save to set up a tag match. 
The man hit Jays with manhandle slam, followed by Valkyrie's diving splash to win it. After the finish, Draken struck Valkyrie and Lynch with steel chair. The man then demanded the rematch under extreme rules. But again, how big a star did Lyra Valkyrie look here coming to save the day and right. getting the pin, you know? I, I agree 100%. I, I think, again, that, that rub just by association, you know, that she's gotten from Rhea from, uh, you know, having Becky now in her corner and just, you know, putting in this, putting herself in the same breath. It's only going to do wonders for her. Like, I, again, as someone who was only watching her at the beginning of the NXT UK and before her unfortunate injury, I, I thought she had something. She was building something. I thought she was interesting, but I didn't know really what to make of her. So when you think about what she is now and what she has the potential of being because of the association and just what how they're presenting her in NXT, you know, again, she's one of those people that even, again, I'm not trying to just point out Roxy, but I always consider Roxy top-notch in the women's division once we kind of lost Mandy and once everything you know, started to shift and we started to go in this different direction. So, again, it's kind of crazy when you think about just by association uh, what Lyra has become, too. And, I, like, I think that's the only other person close to Tiffany right now is, you know, pretty much Roxy. And, uh, you know, maybe you can you can throw out Blair and then you have Lyra pretty much. Other than that, everyone else seems to be in a completely different, uh, you know, category. Even Thea now, where she at now, where she's at now, She's probably the only other person you can name drop, but pretty much everybody else throwing the same uh, boat. And she's getting lumped in now because of what they're doing with this angle. But we'll give it time. Maybe we'll get a better result after. Maybe she's probably going to split up from Chase U. We'll see how that turns out. But you're 100%. Lyra Valkyrie looked great here. I loved it. And I thought the match itself was pretty solid. And it did a great job at the end there, giving Tiffany that, that one-up on Becky making her look like she's willing to do because you got to understand, even though Tiffany's a heel because of who she is as a character, she doesn't really cheat or really hasn't really went full dirty in a lot of her matches or even aggressive as to this level. So I really think this Becky Lynch program could bring out another side of Tiffany and I'm eager to see, do they commit to it or do she, you know, or do they give her some turmoil for her reign? Like how does this play out? going forward, but um, I'm really interested because I think the the fact that they're involved, Lyra, Kiana, and uh, Tiffany, the fact that they are involved with Becky Lynch makes them all look good right now. So uh, I can't wait to see what happens next going forward in the women's division. Uh, you have to give uh, the booker, Shawn Michael, or whoever, whoever's making these calls when it comes to the women's division, you have to give them props for really leaning into it now towards the end of this review when it comes to their involvement with Becky, because, you know, they, they saw the rating they put up last week, the, the week before, and they was like, you know what? Let's try to hit it out of the park again. And here we are. They were only a little bit lower, I think, than the other one. So this was this was great, man. This is good stuff, and I can't wait to see what we do going forward. Well, when you think we started this update with Dana Brooke and we're ending with Becky Lynch. So I suppose NXT is in a Insane, right? better price in a weird way. Uh, <laughs> one thing to just a little bit bookkeeping, we did have the last match of the Global Heritage Invitational <laughs> on NXT mm -hmm. level up on September 22nd. Group A, Axiom beating Charlie Dempsey with the Golden Ratio. It's all about pride. Dempsey ended with a Norton Free record, which uh, I don't think is the best. But You're saying, right? Axiom got the win. Yeah, I know. I don't know what they're trying to do there. But that's it. We would have done no mercy predictions because obviously this, this well, the weekend coming, next weekend... Um, but there's only four matches, so there's not a lot you can do 
uh, with that. So yeah. hopefully they're going to add the couple. We'll be back next weekend. And probably a tra- tag team match. Yeah, I, you know, say probably get a multi man tag yeah, match. Yeah, probably kick off as well. Uh, but we're going to try something next weekend we've never ever done before. Monty, hopefully, is on okay. Sunday. We are going to do a review of it twenty four hours after it. I am going to try and stay up and right. catch up with it on Sunday to review it okay. on that day. So we'll see how late the pod starts. <laughs> but no, we'll be fine. We'll <laughs> right. be fine. Um, so the last question to ask you is we do every month. Like seven episodes did fly along quite well, I, I think. Um, what are your thoughts on NXT for these past seven weeks compared, you know, like I said, biggest ratings in three years, Becky Lynch Women's Champion, but what are your thoughts otherwise? Yeah, man. Uh, like you said, uh, I really like I mentioned earlier. I like what the women's division. I like where they're going. The direction. I'm at least interested in what most of them have going on. The tag division. You know, maybe they have they have the body. So we'll just see where they decide to go with the current champ and how that match and stuff play out. I love the idea of the heritage. Uh, you know, cup the tournament around it and all of that. I love the idea of it, and I love what Metaphor is doing. So, again, they, they have a lot of positive. Even the Von Wagner and Braun Breaker stuff was pretty good and with Corbin. And yeah, I know Dijak and Thorpe should have a really good match. We'll see how that outcome happens. But, yeah, man, I like what NXT is. And I think, like you said, with the rating and everything that's going on, Becky Lynch's involvement, the main roster's involvement, they have the potential to do something special. Yeah, I think about that. It's exciting times. We've spoken about it this year. Uh, even with we forget now, like, Judgment Day's involvement. Uh, of course, with Dom every well. And now with Becky Lynch, like I said, more eyes on NXT. Uh, so it is exciting times. I'm really looking forward to No Mercy. I know we've only got four matches, but already with Carmelo and Ilya Dragunov, we know how good that's going to be. I mean, their great American bash match was off the fucking chain, wasn't it? So this is going to be saying L. So exciting, exciting times. Uh, so what do is- we do with the North American title? That's my next. That's the only question. I forgot about that. What do we do with that? With the Ali thing? What do we do? That's the only problem now. Do you know but, what? Yeah. Like, in all honesty, and no disrespect to North America talk from Dom, because I know he's champion, but the Heritage Cup, I'm confusing more and more with North American. Because, that's fair. Like I said, that's with fair. Axiom involved, with Bait, uh, with Butch, with any yeah, of those guys. Yeah, they kind of shifted focus, huh? Yeah. Like I said, any of those yeah. guys could be North American champion. So, It'll be interesting to see what direction um, they do go. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Lyra passes Dom at No Mercy. <laughs> you know, the way they're booking Lyra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Or for the hundredth time, we they throw Dragon Lee back out Dragon there. Dragon Lee. But, yeah, I mean, you know, how many, how many losses matches. can he take, though? Yeah, he's only yeah. lost six times. He's, lost, he's lost a chunk of them, though. Yeah, he's lost a chunk of them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's you like know, maybe they want to protect him. <laughs> yeah, the masked Dijak. <laughs> just have him there. Uh, see what we can do. Right. Uh, the strap match has not been think to no mercy, so they might add the strap match. So, yeah, it might be next week. That's a good point. Yeah, so... This, this coming might be... Like yeah, I said, we're no. going to have an episode of NXT to watch before No Mercy, so they've got a lot of right. work to do. Uh, but we've done, we'll a lot of, we've done a lot, a lot of work today, so I think that is it. Uh, don't forget, mm-hmm. of course, all social media, Twitter at the WNR Podcast. I'm at the WNRJ. You can find the entire WNR team on the Twitter banner. Monty, where can people find, listen, to, subscribe, follow, whatever else you want them to do? 
Right, at my Monty Pod. Check me out on Twitter or on X there. Like you said, in the Dublin Podcast's bio, I'm there, I'm there. Or you can go to YouTube, Mind of Monty. Again, I have a lot of stuff going on personally right now, trying to get a routine established uh, with uh, not only being a newer father, but also uh, work and everything else that's going on in uh, school. But I do plan on doing a big, bo- po- big podcast to just vent. So it may not be a lot of wrestling on that show, but it's going to be a lot of me. So if you're invested in what I have going on in my life and just want to hear somebody complain about everything else, <laughs> uh, maybe you you maybe you'll enjoy that episode. But we'll see. I have a lot of stuff going on. Destruction in Kobe, yeah, I think is this coming Sunday, either tomorrow or is it next Sunday, like after No Mercy? I have to get the dates right. But anyway, go a podcast on destruction. I think you'll find this for, in a couple of days' time, Monty. I mean, I okay, cool. Okay, I don't good. Be that okay, guy, I'm just trying to make you know, sure. But... No, no, no. Good. <laughs> now, I'm glad you know because I was just trying to make sure. Well, you, you are the days one that are running together. You are the one that told point. me. I'm not gonna lie. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, days are running together for me at this point, but. Yeah, Naito, Jeff Cobb, you know, we have Osprey and Suji. You know, will the UK championship stay on Osprey or will you Suji could, take it could, and turn it into the intercontinental? He's already trying to take your – Suji's already trying to change your belt, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> he wants the intercontinental title back. We'll see. But yeah. either way it goes, uh, I'm interested. To, I will be talking about that down the line so to get ready to lead up to Tag League and Wrestle Kingdom. So don't worry about that. And, uh, yeah, I'll get myself back on track at some point. Just follow me on LX. Follow me on Twitter. Keep up with me that way. Perfect. Domino also on Facebook and Instagram. Got all good platforms. Send us email, dominopodcast at gmail.com. YouTube, Domino Podcast for all the latest podcasts. Go at the same time on YouTube. Do SoundCloud on your phone. Also, Spotify and iTunes. We can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. So that is it. Our next episode is No Mercy, and it will be coming to you next Sunday but until then, I've been James Rollins and I was joined by the mind of Monty. Monty, I know it was a long one today, but thank you for being along for the ride. Can you believe you've been doing this three fucking years now, eh? No, I cannot, cannot I believe you died time of shock. I literally... <laughs> 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 no, no, no. Time okay. flies, man. Yeah, it flies when you're having fun. Yeah, yeah it yep. does. I was just, I was just a, co- I was just a college student at the time, and now I'm a father. Isn't that uh, three years, man? It's crazy. Well, Married too, so I know it's crazy, isn't it? And I've done nothing. Well, until next week, everybody. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Um, bye.